Hey, 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 hey. This is your brother Garfield, the Dagger Squad movement. We in the building. We try to have a Dagger Squad reunion too, by the way. A couple of brothers from, you know, from when we started. We're supposed to have them on, but let's see how that works out for the rest of the show. So I just want to say peace and love to everybody that's out there. This is your brother Garfield. And um, we're going to get the show on and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. We're going to talk about the, the Prince Yard conversation. We're going to talk about the Ali Muhammad conversation. Ali Muhammad is more pseudo now than before, with all due respect. He is more pseudo now than he was before. Not, not well, with the health stuff, I don't know about the health stuff. What I'm talking about, as far as the moon, as far as, um, what's up, Joseph Jones? As far as um, um, in A double zero, he um, he talked about Israel is in the Ebla tablets. He talked about Abraham in the Ebla tablets, and this is a problem that we we're gonna have to we're gonna have to deal with the brother on a on a on a level because I think Petinado got him messed up, man. Petinado got that dude messed up big time. And we're gonna deal with this brother and we're gonna deal with him right. All right. Um, we had a sit down for six hours. You know, it was more positive, a lot of positive stuff in the beginning. We talked about health, what he's doing as far as agriculture. And um, at the end part, we also we did a lot of good things. But in between, he was talking to me like he was talking to the, to the Amin Ra squad about evolution. And people know me, I don't really get into the evolution talk because I've never, to be honest with everybody, I don't really have the time to study new topics and topics to get deep into it. And science was never normally my thing. And um, he started talking about, but when you talk about A double zero, it's something that I've studied because I'm actually directly in contact with it. <laughs> Mr. Maroon, man, you're right about that, man. But, but, but moving forward, I'm working on a, um, I'm working on a presentation called who am I? And it's going to lay out who Garfield is, and it's going to help a lot of people in tracing their roots. A lot of people. So I want folks, bear with me for a second here. I want folks to understand something really carefully here, that the Dagger Squad, as I told Ali Muhammad, we're about shooting down misinformation. And if you go back to the roots of the Amirah Squad, even when I was a part of Team Osiris, and now I'm a part of Dagger Squad, you will see what we are doing is shooting down the pseudos, but at the end of the day, you ultimately have to make a choice. We're going to talk about Nimrod. I'm going to talk about Prince York for a minute. And what happened with a lot of folks is, a lot of people may be there and say, Goffy, why didn't you do this, do that? I wanted to have a sit-down, basically just interviewing the brother. It really wasn't a debate. I was just going there to interview the brother and ask him some questions for clarification. But folks wanted me to bring up his father. It wasn't about his father. He asked me before we talked, um, this is not about my father, it's about me. So I said, okay, we're not going to bring up the father. Although I did at the end about the charges, because I wanted to hear his feelings about the charges against his father. So now, if you see me in the interview with Prince York, because it wasn't a debate, it was an interview, I asked some questions, some common questions, and... Um, you know, sometimes you, you, you're trying to feel somebody out. Prince Yacht does not know anything, really. He really doesn't know anything. He's just parroting. 
he keeps referring to his father's book. And then you're going to see on the video, I, I think, I think y'all saw it when, when Sonata asked him to read at the end and he couldn't even read the, the, the language that he's talking about, but he could read it and all this stuff. It was just ridiculous. But what I, what I want to stress to everybody is this, man. The folks who are down with Prince York are going to say Prince York. Thank you, Joseph Jones. Um, I, I want to say this, man. If he's trying to carry on his father's legacy, then the next time I meet up with him, it has to be more turned up. And every question I ask the brother, I hope everybody pays attention here. Every question I ask Prince York, he never answered the question. He never asked, he never answered the question at all. And um, we have to, I don't know, man. Sometimes you're trying, to, you're trying to be nice, but being nice sometimes doesn't work out, man. The Zachariah stitching stuff, the pseudo stuff. Once he started talking about Nibiru and all that stuff, I know he was pseudo. But the, the whole thing is, even when somebody's pseudo, you're trying to you're trying to be nice about it, and um, it's not <laughs> it's not it's not something that we can um we call it. We should even even talk about, you know. Hey, shout out to Mona Jones who does share the post on my um in the, in my group Hebrew Israelite versus Kemetic Science. Shout out to her, and um, you know we're gonna have a we're gonna have a we're gonna have a serious talk today. You know, but um, let's 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 see, let's see what we're gonna do, and um, we're gonna deal with a lot of things today. We got my Dagger Squad team coming on, and uh, we're gonna talk about a lot of things, man. It's, it's it's just amazing. It's just amazing. That's all I gotta say. It's just amazing. Um, when I had a discussion with um York, right? I'm gonna put something in the in the in the chat for you guys. Um. And I want y'all to look at each point. We spoke for three hours. And hey, shout out to 305 baby. Um, 305 Juice Baby. Virgo Smith. Christian Rock, leader for Christ. Joseph Jones, Mr. Maroon Man. Bernie Stark, GM47, Joseph Jones, Sean John on Unbiased Sports, Chris Woods. I'm gonna put something in the in the in the, in the chat, right? And I want you guys to look at it. Okay, actually, I got too many words, so let me reduce some of the words. Or I should say too many, uh, reduce some of the letters. All right. All right. And we're going to go through each point. And before we even start that, I'm just going to put this in here as a reference for everybody to see what I'm talking about. All right. And, and by the way, too, there's nothing wrong with agreeing with Prince York on anything. It's just that if there's facts behind it, or oh, it's in my father's book, it's in my father. No, brother. No, no, no. We need to show information. We talk about right knowledge with Dr. York. First and foremost, I don't trust anything Dr. York wrote. I don't trust anything that he wrote at all. Because he got influenced by Indian folks, Asiatic folks, and also by Zachariah Stitchin who is considered pseudo by the whole world. So now, I want everybody to like the show and share the show for me on your timeline or on your Instagram 
on your Twitter, on your Facebook, on your Google Plus. Just share the show. Share the show. All right. Hey, Cedric Ortega, big up to yourself. Artie Buckley, big up yourself, man. All right. <clears throat> the brother said to explain what pseudo is. All right. So I'm going to go to a dictionary. Usually when we think about pseudo, it means definitely it's a sham or it's not genuine. Right. But let's look at the translation and the definition of pseudo from Miriam Webster's dictionary. Being apparently rather than actually as stated, distinction between true and pseudo. Okay, let's look at it. Look at, look at it. Oh, this is just confusion by um by Webster. I don't know why I clicked on that link. Basically, it's bogus. It's a sham. It's phony. It's artificial, fake, false, spurious, deceptive, misleading. That's what pseudo is. All right, just to let everybody know. So when somebody uses the word pseudo. It's fake, false, spurious, deceptive, misleading. All right? Okay. Let's look at the points. But before I get into all, of, all about Prince York and my confrontation, not confrontation, but dialogue with the brother, and I'm going to be respectful because one of the things that push, pushes people away is when you call him out pseudo and don't explain why. Not that I care about any, any other man's feelings, but let's look at it this way because we know based on history that Dr. York has a lot of false teachings. Um... A lot of folks in the community now come out of Dr. York, but they came out. If Dr. York was this great, mighty teacher, why did they stay with the teachings? Is it scientific? No, that it's unscientific. It cannot be proven. It's usually false, misleading, or fake information. Exactly. All right, all right, all right. So let's deal with this. And um, first and foremost, man, to everybody out there, Share the show, join the show. Let's get it in. All right. I got my brother, brother um Alan Brown coming on in a minute. Maybe true story in. Maru's gonna come on in a few. A couple of the old Dagger Squad members should are invited. And um, we're gonna try and get it in today so that folks can see that um um all right, hold on a second here. We're doing some of the things. But Mo, what what you got going on, Mo? What you got going on? No problem, sis. No problem. <clears throat> yeah, but um, yeah, let, let, let's talk. Let's talk and um. All right. All right, all right, all right. He put out the information like it's facts. Um, I also did an interview with um, the brother named Noel, Tariq Noel. Is a, I asked three powerful questions. And when you see the response, you know, <laughs> a lot of folks, listen, man, ain't no man coming out and say another man forced him to give him oral sex. I don't know any man that's going to do that, and it's a lie. I don't think anybody in their right man go come on and say a man forced me to do this. Yeah, hey, hey, Tariq told us a story too, man. One time he went to Dr. York's living quarters on the land. And he said that he took a shit, right? He defecated and never wiped his butt because he never wanted to go through what Dr. York was going to put him through. 
and Dr. York family told the dude to take a shower because he realized he was dirty in those areas. Yeah, Tariq, um, Tariq Noel, man. So I'm going to put it up, man. It's a powerful interview. It's going to be on next week live. And um, Dr. Ali Muhammad or Ali Muhammad, mine is going to be um, sometime probably not today, but probably tomorrow night or sometime during the week. But that's just crazy. And I believe the young man. I believe the young man. And the problem is, I hope that Prince York is not trying to carry on his father's legacy. I was very, I was just there to ask questions, family. I really wasn't there to dialogue. But some of the BS, like the Egyptian fearers were aliens. They were painted green. As I said, clearly, I don't accept that. I'm not going to argue with him. And um, if you don't want to hear no more about Dr. York, Demarcus, you could go to another channel. But I want to make it clear to everybody that um, I was trying to feel the brother out. Brother out. And, yeah, Demarcus, no, I'll kick him out. I got time for the foolishness, man. But we're going to trace our roots through DNA today, and we're going to deal with some trade mixed with a little bit of religion. And we're going to talk about what role did trade play with the Bible and the Quran. The original Dagger Squad is supposed to be in the building. I got my brothers from the Amara squad coming through. We're going to talk about the science of DNA, A double zero, and so forth. All right? All right. Um, yeah, go ahead, sister. The floor is yours. Oh, I, hey, I just want to say, hey, peace, Garfield. Peace. Hold on. One, one clarification. Sean, the issue of them being them green, you know what that means. You understand. But for him to say green to be alien, that was just crazy. Crazy. But well, go ahead, sis. Close yours. <laughs> All right. I just want to say peace to everybody again. Peace to those who are watching and maybe watching in the archive. Um, I don't really have much going on. I was in my mentoring mode on yesterday out with the kids who are doing back to school bash. So I just want to just plug in a couple of notes of back to school bashes. That listen, there's a whole between now and August the 20th, every weekend, uh, one in particular at our Fireflies here in Columbia, South Carolina. Fireflies is a baseball league. They have a huge back-to-school badge. Why Not You Too is one of those sponsors with Kamani Davis. Look them up on Facebook. Bring your kids out. Um, we gave out everything we had. Sponsored a few kids because they didn't get backpacks. So we out to help the community. Guys, get out and help your community. If not your community, help your nieces and nephews who may be in need. Um, one point of notion I've learned yesterday from a principal, South Carolina, if your child is in third grade and they are not reading on the third grade level, they will be held back. So reading comprehension is very important this school year. They're real serious about it. Um, I know we've tutored uh, probably at least 100 kids this summer, and probably 90% of those kids lack in their reading skills as well as their math skills. So listen, family, we really have to take this serious. You know, get your kids to spend at least 30 minutes to an hour a day. So I probably shift gears a little bit on our career development and start focusing on some reading comprehension with this test taking as well as some academic scar field. So if that 
it tells me that if our kids are lacking in their reading skills, then that means when they're applying, if they're going for career jobs or they're applying for jobs or maybe they're going into the military, they're not as successful as they need to be because their reading comprehension is low. So we really need to correct that um, and start focusing on some some. Uh, books to read. And if anybody knows of any applications out there that can help young people with their reading and their math skills, I know the Common Core is not my favorite math uh, methodology. Anybody knows of any other applications or any free applications out there that we can start promoting for the children, please put them in the chat and I'll be scanning the chat to find those out so we can promote that on our Thursdays from 2 to 4 career development show because our kids are lacking in education. So my mind is on education right now. So I don't really have much, don't have no economic information for y'all today. Just know if your children can't read, money is gonna be hard to be made. Peace, Garfield, come back. Come back with the, uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. Um... Mm -hmm. Um, you're coming to the August 13th event, so it's going to be a pleasure to see you again. And um, a sister hit me up, right? And I'm going to talk about this in public, although it's a private yeah. conversation. Says she want to come to South Carolina. No. So what I'm going to do is, that's your town and my town. So I'm going to connect you. She wants me to do somewhere in South Carolina. So I'm going to hook you all up. And uh, we go from there. All right? Because, um, yeah, I'm always like, uh, what you talking about? <laughs> I, I'm waiting for you to tell me so I can respond. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm, 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 I'm. She hit me up. She does hit me up randomly and said she, you know, this is a sister. She in a credit repair business. We talk every now and then about techniques and stuff, and um, you know, and all that stuff. Hey, are you correct? I wasn't insulting you. I'm just saying. I'm no, I, I don't want no dick riding for for Doctor York or Prince York or even for me. I want to put it out on the table and make a decision of what for somebody to ask me if I'm getting paid to to talk about Dr. York. Come on, bro. That's that's you trying to shoot me right there. You basically just shoot right in my heart. Misinformation gotta be dealt with, family. It has to be dealt with. That's the only way we're gonna grow. But if we want man worship, and let me tell you something what learning about Kemet did for the whole community. You know what people want to say? Kemet taught us for ourselves and stop looking to be a part of a, some church. So even if we support the Kemetic doctrine or what the people, I don't know what a Kemetic is, but whatever the doctrine is that Egypt had, ancient so-called Egypt, if people are doing it, they're doing it for themselves. It's not a religion. But the folks, some folks turn it into a religion. Like I'm a, a brother told me, a brother told me in, um, you know what a brother told me? He said that um, he's going to pray the best, that best kills me. This was two years ago when I did my whole 10-point series on Dr. York and Blog Talk. So my, my whole thing is, if you're telling me you're praying to best, what's the difference between you and a Christian saying they're going to pray to Jesus? That's when people turn it into a religion. I don't like that. I don't like that. And by the way, I'm putting my number in the back chat right now. Anybody want to hit me up? Um, just, you could hit me up while I'm on the show or whatever. Um, extension one. I think it comes directly to my phone. You don't even need the extension. Well, family, we got we got to listen. What I'm not saying to come out of your church, march 
Gaga, whatever, because I don't have a church to replace you with. What I can replace it with is to replace it with the fact that you need to learn and study more and learn to improve yourself. And you got to have the basics of life. One thing my brother Ank always talk about, always talk about, um, hold on, mute your mic a second, Amo. Um, one thing he always talk about is food, clothes, and shelter. If your religion is not leading you to get those essential things in life, it serves no purpose because we could go in our back in our closet and pray to God. We could go pray to Jesus. We could pray to Muhammad, Allah, um, Buddha, Krishna, whoever. You could do that in your house. So if you just go to church just to make sure the church functions and bring money in, then what's the purpose of going? We need to clean up our own lives. Look in the mirror. Without the church, what would you do? Without the Quran, the Bible, what would you do? Without the Avesta, what would the Zoroastrians do? We need, we have enough information to study and know that these things are, been, are based off mythology. And we got to learn. So you know what? I'm going to do a little schooling today because guess what? The brother said that Nimrod is Enlil. So let's look at Enlil. And we're just going to do this, man. Shout out to Mrs. Legit Part 2, man. Shout out, man. You always support us no matter what, what side I'm on, even if I'm not on your side. I, I appreciate it. Um, root words, we are Moors of America, natives laugh out loud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he wanted a mythological god, Bess, to bang on you. Laugh out loud. Bess is the protector of women and children, but he was praying to Bess to kill me. This is when people turn stuff into a religion instead of saying, hey, you know what? This is just mythology and there's a message behind it. Message behind it. Come on, family. Come on, man. We can't allow these things to divide us, to put us in a position. I don't want to know more, more religion. I don't want to know what nobody believes. That's your business. I don't care. Um, Ali Muhammad said, oh, Garfi, we need to know what you believe too. So da, 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 da. Okay, I'm going to do a whole presentation called Who Am I? And it's like, it's going to be in a sense like, in a sense like the autobiography of Malcolm X, in a sense. And I'm going to tell you why I said in a sense. Because the autobiography of Malcolm X lets people want to become Muslims. Because they want to emulate Malcolm. So who am I is going to go into my roots. And when I say my roots, I was born in Jamaica, but I'm from West Africa. And those who understand that will understand. Meaning that's where my roots is. My roots is in West Africa. I'm from the Akan, the Akan. Let me pronounce it properly. From the Akan, not Akan. Akan is the musical artist. I'm from the Akan tribe of West Ghana, of West Africa. How do you know that, Garfield? Well, oral history, DNA, the foods, the culture, everything about them. And Nancy, all of that leads to, and if you know the pantheons of West Africa and Ghana, Akan culture, you know that Anansi is one of the, 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 the um one of the pantheons or one of the, the deities or one of the, the greater the greater um what's the word I should use? I don't want to use the word that everybody uses. But let's just put Anansi's up there as one of the greatest up there. And Anansi's called the tricky god, the trickster god. My mother used to tell me Anansi stories. Where did her, where did she get it from? Where did we get Aki from? Jamaicans. 
Where did we get ackee and breadfruit from? We got it from West Africa, Ghana. That's our roots. That's where we came from. So while the, the Akan, the Akan people were protecting certain things in West Africa and their culture, they carried on their culture up until the 1900s. It was on, some of them were untouched. So that's why when those people came across after slavery, they carried on a tradition. But we find the tradition even in our names. Because you know how people in the Akan culture name, them, name their peoples. So Kojo in Jamaica. Kwame, you know, my name in the Akan culture would be Kwame Anan because I'm a Saturday born child and I'm a fourth born child. So I would be Kwame Anan. If you go to Jamaica now, you have the Kwame Falls, right in St. Anne's, where Three Finger Jack was. Where all the people, the revolutionaries used to be, St. Anne's was locked off for the Akan people. They were the ones that were the majority in Jamaica, and they actually tried to let other people deal with what they're dealing with. So now I'm going to go into who am I and trace my roots. And then the last piece of evidence is DNA. I don't need DNA to prove that I'm from West Africa. I don't need it. All I need is proper research methodology. We have tons of records what the English preserved of slaves coming over so we could trace by names which ship you came on, Garfield. The Akan, the Akan people, A-K-A-N, brother, not Akan, the Akan people. The Akan people had what we call in Jamaica the Kete drum. Kete drum, kete drum, when you hear this sound, beat kete drum, I'm a creep on down row. Kete drum, kete drum. So ladies and gentlemen, kete drum, that's from the, the Akan culture too. So it's all over Jamaica. The Maroons were Akan, Akan. People in New York, if you study the 1712 revolution, Akan, Akan. So we need to understand that, man. We need to understand the Cromanty language. I was talking to my brother Danny yesterday when we was in class. We was in class yesterday. We was being taught yesterday. And the bottom line is the Akan people, when they, the Cromanty language is in Jamaica. And I can't even understand the Cromanty language and I'm Jamaican. Rasta baby, big up yourself. And a lot of, you know what, too? A lot of my Jamaicans, too, are into Dr. York stuff, man. But I got to tell you all this. There is information and there's misinformation. I have not found anything that Dr. York teaches that is right, um, right, is right information. All right. All right. But anyway, I was just ranting on. But I want to I wanna, I wanna talk about a little bit about you know, that's about tracing our roots. But we're going to get into the DNA later on and the A double zero and all that stuff. Um, let me go into and the science of DNA and A double zero. I'm going to wait for Ang to come on so we could talk about the A double zero. Yeah, a melanated goddess. You got to study that, man. That's what I'm going to do with the Who Am I. I'm going to do it on Sarnetta. I'm going to put a booklet out. Well, my website, we have not added... The, we're gonna have a membership for the um for um for the dagger squad. I don't know yet. 
I'm thinking about charging $9.99 per month. And what you're going to do is you're going to have access to my brother here, Travis. Brother Travis, you're going to have access to Brother Travis. Um, we're going to have access to African Emporium with the stocks. We're going to have access to history lessons. So we're going to have a class every day or every week with Danny that's going to be teaching about history. I'm going to have a class also teaching some stuff. And we're going to talk about credit. So with the membership, this is what you're going to get. So I don't know what we're going to do yet. Yeah, newblackcity.com. New, new yeah, we're going, to, we're going to have a lot of different things going on, man. So my website, we're going to, you know, my brother Wujahu, we're going to put something together that's for the people, you know, because we're going to be helping y'all and teaching y'all at the same time. Um, Chuck Morgan, whether you New Orleans like him a lot, like him or not, he's the brother that has a lot of information about the teachings. Now, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but he said that Dr. York was born in Ghana. I don't know if you guys know this, but Dr. York claimed, I'm gonna tell you what Dr. York said out of his own mouth. And this is why you cannot trust anything that comes out of Dr. York's mouth. You can't trust it. And this is what I'm telling y'all. Look at what Dr. York said. I want y'all to pay attention to this. All right, let's look at this. He said, Dr. York said, I went to Sudan and got the birth certificate and posted it in my book. So if he went to Sudan and brought it back, how can he say that his birth certificate is in Ghana? You got to go to this website called Noapianism. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you guys this. Was he born in West Africa? Or was he born in Ghana or was he born in, um, was he born? Look at this article right here. I'm going to post it in the chat for everybody to go click on it. Noapianism.com. Whether you like Chuck Morgan or not, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look at the roots, brother. Most of us are, are Khan people, but that doesn't mean every single person is a Khan because Muslims came in later after the 1800s and intermingled with people. But the Maroons themselves were mainly Akan, Akan people. Akan, I should say, Akan. I got to pronounce my people's language properly. So now, ladies and gentlemen, if you look at what he said about Ghana, West Africa, he said, it's impossible. He even claimed that his mother was born in Ghana also. There's no mention, by the way, there's no mention of any Abraham in any Sumerian text. And Sumerian is not Semitic. That fool knows nothing about history and certainly about Sumerian, Egyptian of modern language. All right. Um, let, me, let me read something else that was said. So this is what, um, you know, um, this is what Chuck Morgan sent me in my inbox. He said, you know what? I watched that silly video in full and that kid was lying all over the place. But I thought it was funny how he talked about York's birth certificate being fake and that he was born in Ghana. Well, I have York on video saying that he went to Sudan and brought back his birth certificate and posted it in a book. Check out his words. The, the, the video is called Who is the Most High by Malachi York. Um, so I went on back to Sudan and got my birth certificate. Had to go back to the files and hunt it down because I was born in 1945 when they did everything by hand with was no computers. I can't tell you what I had to go through, the Hall of Records, but as an answer, 
the most recognized clan in Sudan, it made it easy. And with Saeed Sadiq, the prime minister standing beside me, it made it a little easier than it would cost you. So I went and got the birth certificate and I printed a book and I said here, here's my birth certificate in the book. Oh, he made that up and got the seal of Sudan on it. He got the signature of the man who approved it. When I had to get, cause you got a photo stamp copy, not giving you the original because with the seal. Ah, oh, I hope you guys get what I'm saying here. I hope you get what I'm saying. Because if he is from Ghana now, you see, this is the games. I, I, I'm just trying to help you guys in this, man. I don't care if y'all want to be down with what Garfield said. I don't care if you believe what Garfield said. You know what, man? Listen, man, family, it's it's crazy. And we got to stop this foolishness. And we got to be better. We have to be better, family. This is the picture. I'm putting it on the screen. Nuwapu. Let me screenshot it. Are we going to blow this up? Hold on a second. So that people could see it and see that this is the song. This is the song that the brother. Hold on a second here. This is the song that I'm going to screenshot this whole page so that you could see the song. And we're going to look at Nawapu, the song and everything. I'm not going to play it because I'm not going to get into nobody's um filing charges against um, us. But I'm going to share my screen and show everybody out there, the Nuwapu, the record label, everything, clearly. So we need to look at this and be careful. All right? So we... we the Centavo, what's up? All right. ML Kemet, peace. And, and to everybody who support um, what the ancient Egyptians, I'm going to say ancient Egyptians, all right, so-called Egyptians, if you support it, please don't turn it into modern-day Christianity. Don't do that. And don't go around and say everything comes from Kemet. Because even when I was having a dialogue with, with the brother, um, what's the brother's name? Um, Jabari. And I said to him, bruh, are you saying, this was a private conversation. I said, are you saying that everything came from Kemet, bruh? And he said, nah, I'm not saying that. Can everybody see my screen right now? Sister um, Mo, can you un um what you call it? Unmute yourself and tell me if that is seen by everybody, please. All right, hold on. Let me go look on YouTube myself and see what's going on. All right. All right, beautiful. Now, now. I'm going to ask y'all a question right now, right? Now, this is from 1974. If you call yourself Nuwapians or Nuwapu, anything, you are basically stealing somebody's idea because Ted Powell arranged it, and that was the name of the group, Nuwapu. Now, the question y'all need to ask is, was Dr. Yaga part of the group? That's the question I would have asked. All right? So now, Ted Powell... Back in 1974, came out with a song about Marcus Garvey. Now, it says, any unauthorized copying of this record is prohibited. So now the name Nuwapu is also, um, is, must have been, um, um, what do you call it? Been, um, what do you call it? It must have been registered in Jamaica. So what we need to know is, and I'm going to reach out to some folks I know in Jamaica to find out who Ted Powell is personally, and then we're going to ask him, where did you get the name Nuwapu from? 
because eight, 14 years later, there's a guy here in America who apparently knew Ted Powell who said Noapu. And now he calling the people Noapians. So you have to ask yourself, oh, Pops was writing from 1960s, right? If he was born in 1945, so he was writing from, he was 16, 15, when? 1960 when? You see, this is the games that people play and the lies that they tell. The, 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 the conversation was over right here. Then he tried to say, Napatu is Nawapu, which is crazy. I'm going to show you all something right now. Let me get out of this screen right here. And I'm going to Google something while I'm on the screen. Let's take a look here. Let's look at Napata. Google Napata, right? When you go to Napata right now, they're going to, they're going to show you the glyphs. This is the glyph right here in the corner. NPT. So this is Noapu. Noapu comes from this. NPT, really? Look at how the glyphs is written. There's no glyphs, no information that he showed and by the way, to this Noapu, Napata started from around what? Well, it was founded by Thutmose III in the 15th century BC after his conquest of Nubia. And by the way, we use the term Nubia, but we know that's not the word, the proper word. All right. So now, Napata was founded by who? Thutmose III. So if Noapu, how is Napata Noapu? I want somebody who is a part of the Noapians to tell me how is that correct? We got to do better, family. We got to do better. We have to do better. Garfield, you don't understand. I'm a Bible fanatic. No, but it's just that I studied Bible in school. I wanted to be a pastor, so I have an excuse. But, yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, that's fine, Jason Jordan. That's fine. If you think it's flawed, that's fine. Who is right? Who is correct? Show me who is correct. You see, you can't find words in ancient history and then try to say, oh, it is this and it is that. The brother was wrong. When are you guys going to tell Prince York he's wrong? Oh, because he's, the, he's, the, he's Pop's son? Everybody, we need to do everything over. The Bible needs to be written over. But the Bible has mythology. You understand what I'm saying? Let me let me tell y'all something real quickly. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. I'm gonna bring up a book on my on my um on my computer, right? I'm gonna bring up a book, and the book that I'm gonna bring up is um. Hold on a second. Let me see if I find this book real quickly here. I'm gonna find a book that destroys a lot of the pseudoism that's going on here. All right. Let's see if I could find this book. Show all 72. All right, let's see what we got here. All right, let me come out of here. I don't have my, do I have my, all right. Nah, I'm going to leave that alone. No, not you, not you, bro. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Y'all boy, Hellraiser. Y'all boy, easy. All right. All right. Yeah, Jason Jordan, if it's flawed, every, everything can be flawed. All right. 
So let's 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 talk about this um Nuwapu thing with the, with the record label. Now we're looking for information for Nuwapu before. It, it doesn't matter what makes a language a language. I mean, if me and you talking right now and we're talking in English and we communicate, a language is used to communicate. And that's how you define, that's how you know what a language is. Language, we can't really date language, family. So those who are dating language, there's methodology to do it. My brother Asari Motep came on here and said some stuff about it, but I don't understand. So I'm not going to speak on it. All right? Yeah, that's true. Why is it no one wants to be an African? An African, and don't play the word game that African is not what they call each other. But we know what we mean. We're talking about the context. All right? Share the video, family. Like the video, share the video. Let's get it in today, this morning. All right? All right. All right. Let's look at some other stuff that the brother did. I'm going to go to the um to my list that I have. The brother made some claims that was just ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. And people are sitting down and wondering, is he is he able to um is he able to um what do you call it? Hold on a second. Yeah. All right, let's see what I got here. All right, so Nuwapu. All right, so Chaldea, right? I'm not even gonna all right, let's go into Chaldea a little bit here. Chaldea, let me go into a little research because I don't want to put too much information out. That's going to um, err of Chaldea. Err of Chaldees, what do I have? Well, we got one article here by this brother. Let me see what is he talking about. Err of Chaldees. All right, Theoph Theophilus G. Pinches, the Old Testament in the light of the historical records. Let's see what we got here. Oh, you know what I got to read to you guys? I got to read an interview by Petinato. That's what I got to read. I just remember. When we're talking about Earth Chaldees, man, you got to be careful when you're talking about that. Because a lot of folks don't know that Earth Chaldees. Let me read. I'm going to read an interview between um, the Biblical Archaeological Review by Herschel Shanks and Petinato in 1980. It does deserve some scrutiny. But listen to the interview. Does the city Ur appear in the territory of Haran in the Ebla tablets? Abraham was born in Ur and traveled with his father to Haran. Petinato says, I remember. The, the Biblical Archaeological Review says there has been some dispute about where the Biblical Ur is. Petinato says, I know. They say, I wonder if the Ebla tablets shed any light on this. 
Petinada says, we know from the Ebla tablets that a city Ur was surely in northern Mesopotamia. Biblical Archaeological Review says, you know this, in the territory of Haran, but that is all we can say. It was a city. If this is the city where Abraham came from, or the tradition, 200, 300, or 400, or 500 years later, we don't know. But is this Ur in the, ter but is this Ur in the territory of Haran? Petinatu, yes. And it's referred to as Ur in the territory of Haran. Yes, in one tablet, but we have the city itself mentioned often. In one tablet, it is mentioned in Haranki, which can mean only in the region, in the territory of Haran. It is important for people to know this. Um, hold on there. Hold on one second. Yeah, so pretty much um, you have different views on where Ur of Kazdim is. And one of the views that I support 100% is that Ur is right near where Turkey is. All right? I have an article um, on where was Ur of Chaldees. Um, it's from the byu.edu website. And it goes into detail of all the angles that they have of where Ur of Chaldees is. Um, Chaldeans never came into the region before the 11th century BC. So at the end of the day, family, we got to be responsible and wonder why certain things are the way they are, they're portrayed. Ur of Chaldees, before Woolery found all that information, is um, we got to be careful. We got to be very, very careful. Yeah, when he left Ur of Chaldees, he he left and went somewhere. I'm, I'm going to, you know what? I need to probably bring up my presentation and show this. Man, where the hell is my thing at? Woo. Hey, what's up, African Emporium? How you doing, brother? African Emporium. What's up, brother? What's, what's, what's going on, brother Garfield? Uh, Grand Rising to the panel. Grand Rising to the evil monitor. How's everybody doing? All right. Your signal, your sound kind of choppy a little bit. Yeah, give me, yeah. I'm going to fix it. Give me a second. Yeah, in the meantime, I got to put my, my, my thing in the, my computer so I can beat up on this Earl of Chaldees for a minute. All right. Ah, ah. You see, what happened is why I'm glad to bring up Ur of Kazdim because a lot of people haven't traced the word and where it came from. So what I'm doing is when you look at the roots of the term and everything, you got to ask yourself, ladies and gentlemen, ask yourself this. Did the Ur of Kazdim, did Ur of Kazdim, come from from where Sumer is and when you look on the maps you see that it does not make any sense logically because he had to cross a river and so forth so what I'm gonna do family I'm gonna bring up two articles or two I'm gonna bring up there's a um hold on one second family No, not the secret relationship between the blacks and Jews. Um, there's something I have to bring up. Um, 
just to show the family some stuff about the past and how we we come to certain conclusions. But let me see, Morocco and the Moors. No, not that. Uh, Israel's dead. And by the way, go to my group, Hebrew Israelite versus Kemetic Science. We got tons of PDFs, hundreds. One of the books I urge every Israelite to read is Israel's Debt to Egypt. Y'all need to read that book. Um, let me see here. Mm, 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 mm. More science. Da, 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 da. Canaanite myth. Black Jews in Africa. Black Arabia. Uh, Gold Coast. Hold on a second here. Yeah. Um, why I can't find this book? I need to find this book. Ah, uh, here we go. All right. So that's one book. I'm going to bring that down. And then the next book I need to bring up, I need to bring up this. All right. So, family, uh, we're going to get into this um, thing here about, about um, what do you call it, where Mesopotamia, Ur, and all that stuff come from. All right. All right. All right, all right, here we go. Let me talk to the people a second. All right, so here we are, family. I'm sorry for the long break. I just had to find um, some um, Michael Phillips peace. Everybody who's, who's listening to the show, peace and love. I'm waiting for my folks to join. Let me send the link to everybody here. Uh, got Meru. At Allen, at Danny Cologne, I got um, uh, Got Abju Weir. All right. All right. Yeah, Tehudi Maya. Peace and love, family. Peace and love. All right. So let me just um tell everybody, by the way, um <clears throat> I'm gonna touch on um, peace, peace family. 
Yeah, we we touching on the um, what you call it right now? We touching on um, the Earth of Chaldees. All right, Earth of Chaldees. That's what I'm talking about. So we trying to find a location for this place, right? Let me look here. I'm gonna share my screen a little bit. Let me share my screen so the family could look and see for themselves. Present to everyone. All right, Earth of Kazdim. All right, let's look at this right here. All right, the Akkadian name of Ur is Uri or Urim from Sumerian Urim, not Uru. In the Sumerian Akkadian cuneiform, Uru means city or rather determinative city of. So Ur would mean city of Chaldea. It is, it is not the Akkadian name for Ur. This is a misconception based on old readings dating back to the 19th century. They have since been comprehensively debunked and revived, and the correct transliteration in Akkadian cuneiform is Yuri or Urim, as shown in the Akkadian handbook paradigms, helps glossary logograms and sign lists by Miller and Ship. This is further confirmed in the Dictionary of the Bible by John L. Mackenzie, the Mercer Dictionary of Bible by Mills and Bullard. All right. Now, um, the contention that the name Urim was interpreted as mimetic form to leave Uru in Semitic nominative is contradicted by the explanation given in a structural, <laughs> structural grammar of Babylonian by G. Butchaladi. That almost all Akkadian names and etymological foreign names, such as Hammurapi and Urim, were invariable in Akkadian. That is, they were not inflected and were not reduced into a shortened nominative form. In the Akkadian language, prologue of the Code of Hammurabi, parallels to the Old Testament. All right. Kazdim Kesed Chaldeans. Kazdim is the Hebrew term for what we call today in English Chaldeans. The Bible identifies Kesed, of which Kasdim is etymologically a gentilic form, together with Aram as offspring of Abraham's brother, Nahar. In Genesis 22, verses 22, in the region of Haran in Aram Naharim, Upper Mesopotamia, second, when later books of the Bible speak of the Kasdim or Chaldeans, there seems to be indication of a, note, of, of a knowledge of their tribal origin being outside of Babylonia, such as Isaiah 23, verses 13. Third, whenever Genesis refers to the cities of Babylonia slash Sumer, it uses the term land of Shinar, which is never used in references to Abraham's Ur of the, um, Ur of the, um, of the origin of the Jews. All right? Abraham's Ur, or the origin of the, of the Hebrews. Fourth, the Akkadian name Kaldu, from the Neo-Assyrian period is the main source of the term Chaldean that occurs in all other languages except for the Hebrew Kazdim, which is commonly cited by scholars as being of a more primitive form. Fifth, the narrative in Genesis gives no indication that Abraham's Ur and Haran were to be found in different regions. In fact, the opposite is the case. In Genesis 12, Abraham is commanded to leave his country, nativity, and father's house after settling in Haran and the death of his father, not before leaving Ur. Once he reaches Canaan, the text says, so Abraham journeyed, going on still toward the south, 
which would be perplexing if his journey began due east in Sumer. Now look at this, ladies and gentlemen. You see, you see what they talk about going south? If he started here, right, and he's going south, where would he go? For those who know. You see, south is, is this way, going to into Arabia. He couldn't be going south if Ur is right here. He can't be going there. So Ur would have to be somewhere up here. It have to be somewhere up in, in this region up here. See the Caspian Sea, Arartu, Urartu, Turkey, all the way up here. That's where it would have to be. All right. Because remember, he had to cross a river. He already passed the river right here. Ur. He's not, he don't have to cross the river if Ur is right here. He's outside of it. All right. All right. This is the map that I showed with Chaldea, another Chaldea. You know, if you don't want to accept it, this is another Chaldea, and this is the Black Sea. This is where Turkey is, right here. So it's another area, Chaldea, near Haran, near all those places, another Mesopotamia. All right. was a historical region located in the mountainous interior of the eastern Black Sea, northeast Anatolia. All right. What's up? What's up, family? All right. So now we have Mount Ararat right here, and we have Chaldea right here. All right. Let me see what we got going on here now. Oh, this is from um, this is from a WordPress website against Jabalas. WordPress talking about Kazdim, Urum, and Kaldu. There is no sure trace of Chaldean before they settled in southern Mesopotamia, Babylon, in the early 9th century BC. However. A Middle Assyrian document dating probably from the 11th century BC mentions a Kerr, Chaldemes, which does not seem to designate Southern Babylonia. Lipinski concludes it is likely the Chaldeans came down from the Northwest in the obscure period of the 11th to the 10th century. All right. Now, cuneiform links from the University of Pennsylvania containing references to Chaldee. And if you go, so for instance, there's reference to these Chaldeans in the Yasumo and the Bitzami in Upper Mesopotamia. Again, in the census of the Haran census, they find it either in the Maritex or the Nutsi tablets. Okay? These are in Upper Mesopotamia. They found Chaldeans. All right. So these are the sources. If you want to go back and look at them from Pennsylvania Museum, there's also an article on, um, um, in, in, what do you call it, JSTAR. Chaldeans and Chaldeans in Armenia. All right? Before proceeding to the consideration of the, the forms with their cognate, we, we know first the word used by Herodotus. All right? So they go into all of that. And the era that they found, the same Chaldeans in Armenia, Upper Mesopotamia, up to near Turkey. All right? So I just wanted to say that to everybody out there. All right. Cool. All right. All right. So the map, if we look at the journey now, another journey. If we look at look at the brother, um, what do you call it, Abraham. If he went south from Urfa, let me bring up this map here. Urfa is right here, so he comes down south to Haran. Then he goes across and goes. Oh, in a hurry. Uh -uh. Family, family, family. You gotta mute your mic, family. You gotta mute your mic. Oh, that's Ank man. Ank and his bad behavior as usual. <laughs> All right, so what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, is that this route 
for the tradition makes more sense and logical according to what the scripture says. So if you look at Urfa, which is one of what, a matter of fact, before 1930, everybody believed Urfa was where Abraham, the tradition came from, not the person, the tradition. Because there's also a tomb and all that stuff for Abraham up here. So south, he couldn't have been coming from down here and go south. Then he would be going into Arabia, if you know where Ur is, in the deserts. He, wouldn't be, he couldn't be going south from there, so he had to go south from up here and then go to Haran, then cross over into Canaan. That's how, that's how it makes a lot of sense. All right? So let me take my screen off. I'm just trying to show people that what I said, I mean, I could back it up with sources. You know, my brother, Divine Prospect, was being, you know, he's being annoying in the chat. I, I need to see that source. You know, but, but one of the things I want to say, though, is that Xenophon, like I said, Xenophon, who's called Anabasis, said that they were Chaldeans by the Black Sea. These two were Armenian and Mardian and Chaldean mercenaries belonging to Orantus and Artuchas. The last of the three, the Chaldeans, were said to be a free and brave set of people. They were armed with long wicker shields and lances. They have been tribes like the Carduchian, the Taochians, the Chaldeans, which albeit they were not subject to the great king, yet were no less formidable than independent. Then some independent tribes, the Carduchian or Kurds and the Chaldeans, and the Masomichians and Coitans and Tarbitians. So that's in Xenophon's writing. That's after Herodotus. All right? So just to let the family know. It is a long way from the south of Iraq. So where are these northern Chaldeans? Professor Carl F. Lehman Hart of Innsbruck explained that the people of Urartu call themselves that, the Chaldini, which is the plural of Chaldeans. And worshipped a god called Chaldi or Kasti. It must be that the Black Sea Chaldeans were these same people. Now the argument should be, were these the Chaldeans of the Bible that they're talking about? Some scholars say no, some scholars say yes, they're arguing about it, but obviously Chaldean derived from Chesed and applied to the priests and the people of Babylonia did not mean the Chaldeans as the people, simply describing the nature of the Babylonians themselves and the priestly caste. All right? So I just wanted to make that clear to everybody. What we seem to have is foundation level legends of people from North Syria around the modern city of Edessa, which is Urfu or Ur and Haran, who were resettled in the Palestinian hills because of what? Deportation by the Assyrians. These were Arameans, but including Chaldeans from Urartu, the country that ruled them for a century or two when Urfa was Ur of the Chaldeans. All right? Um, let me see what else I want to touch on this. Um, no, nah, I don't want to go into that. Chaldea, uh, let me go into what I said about in the Ashurnipal records. Chaldean Babylon are separate places in a Syrian account by Ashurnipal who lived from approximately 668 to 626 BC, was also confronted by the Confederates, a 10-sided prison, prison, dated to 636 BC, gives an account of his early campaigns, which include a defeat of Elam, one of the allies in his fifth campaign, and in the sixth campaign, he fought a confederacy of Elam, the Arabs of the desert, Babylon, and the Chaldeans. So if the Babylonian area had them and the Chaldeans, now Babylon was ruled by his brother, Shamashumikin, at the wish of their father, Esarhaddon, and he had risen against his brother with the allies, yet Babylon is distinguished 
from Chaldea among the allies, and the Chaldeans are plainly not the Arabs of the desert. So we see Chaldeans being referred by Ashurnipal on his prison from 636 BC. Anybody could look it up and, and get the information themselves. All right? All right, I'm going to leave it for, for there for now, but I just wanted to make it clear to everybody that the folks, um, um, William Hallow from, um, from Yale University broke it down. Terrell's family were not Sumerian. They have long been identified with the very people, the Amaru or the Amorites, who Mesopotamian tradition blamed for Ur's downfall. William Hallow, professor of Assyriology at Yale University, confirms that growing linguistic evidence based chiefly on the recorded personal names of persons identified as Amorites shows that the new group spoke a variety of Semitic ancestral to later Hebrew, Aramaic, and Phoenician. What is more, as depicted in the Bible, the details of the patriarchs, tribal organization, naming conventions, family structure, customs of inheritance, and land tenure, genealogical schemes, and other vestiges of nomadic life are too close to the more laconic evidence of the cuneiform records to be dismissed out of hand as late fabrications. All right? Go to ancient.eu and punch in Amorites. All right? So anyway, I'm going to close out right there with that. Right? Bring my brothers. Um, I see my brother Anki's in the building. Peace and love, brother. How you doing today? It's good to see you on the panel. I don't know how you all right, all right. What do you want to add as far as Chaldea? Because I know, I don't you know, know, I don't know how you do. I really, I mean, look, man. At the end of the day, man, you gotta, you gotta go for the written records. So anything before sixth century, seventh uh, century, there's no documentation of none of the stuff you just talked about. I know you're trying to give them a, a hand and help them out, but these Hebrews weren't writing literature like that where they had a text that talked about the aura of Chaldees and all that, which is an anachronism, right? Meaning they talk about a place, right? This out of date, meaning during the time, supposedly of their ancestor, right? Abraham, he couldn't have came from a from Ur Chaldee because it wasn't no place called that. And I guess that's why you switch it to the other location. But there is no place called Ur Chaldees at 1700 BCE. Not to mention, let alone, they don't even have writing at 1700 BCE. Completely out of order. So we're looking at, really, stories passed down. Folklore, mythology, passed down over thousands of years. And can we expect them to come up with a written text called the Bible, which is a crystal clear document? You know what I'm saying? Like they had WordPress or something back there. Like they had a uh, uh, quote-unquote internet you know what i'm saying wordpress where you can write your stuff no it wasn't none of that not at all so at the end of the day come on man i i can't do it you know because i understand written literature and what it takes i understand that passing stories on uh uh mouth to ear ear to mouth right man that's not a that's not a crystal clear scientific process at all so so by the time they get their document the bible or the babble you know what i'm saying man they just coming with folklore Seriously, like you can go talk about a story that you did 10 years ago, right? And bring it to now. Man, those facts ain't gonna be there if it's not written down. So how can I expect thousands of years from 1700 BCE till, till, till when they start getting written literature? You know what I'm saying? To be crystal clear on locations, Garden Eden, man, come on, man, that's the folklore of a people. 
It's a cultural container of these people that live in the Middle East. So come on, man. I can't. I don't know how you do it, bro. Like that, I will not argue with them on that. I'm like, get out of here with that. Key points: anachronism, meaning the the the, the time and place is out of date. So really, there's no mention of that Chaldee place to what around seventh century was it 600 BCE? Yeah, yeah. That's why I pointed out that the um the Assyrian king who was fighting Taharka, he mentioned the term Chaldea, and I'm pointing it out that the Chaldea he mentioned is the one in Turkey. And I'm not trying to say Chaldeas existed way back then. I'm just trying to say that based on the biblical text, though, you had Arameans, you had the Amorites, the Western people who actually amalgamated with the um with the Arameans. And a lot of the traditions come from the Arameans. So even though we know that the Hebrews are basically, the biblical Hebrews are actually a made up construct. They're made up. You know, it's not a knock on them, but they are made up. The story, I'm talking about the storyline in the Bible. It's actually a made up story, but it's actually, it includes a lot of different traditions like Moses <clears throat> floating in the water like Sargon or Moses, um, you know, being caught in the sea. But not only is it in the Mesopotamian culture, but it's also in several cultures in that region. So we have to look at the old traditions and say to ourselves, why are these people trying to copy a tradition from other cultures or whatever? But we got to look at it this way, too. In the Mediterranean region, that's just how people wrote scriptures. That's how why the Greek scriptures is so similar to the biblical scripture. Because it's just like the 12 tribes. They used to break up stuff into the 12 tribes, the Amphictacan League. That kills the whole 12 tribe argument. Because we know the Greeks was in Egypt and they took information, put it in the Bible. Because if you read Israel's debt to Egypt, you'll see where they took stuff and stories. And then they just remixed it, gave it the Puff Daddy remix. There's nothing wrong with that. Because that's what everybody did. But don't come and say that your story is superior and we need to understand why the Bible is so popular today. It's because those, again, you said it the other day, Brother Ang, and I got to steal that from you. Follow the money. The people who had the money. So they latched on to this story and made this story more popular than any other story because everywhere they went, they were the ones that ran the trade routes. So everywhere they went, they spread this information all over the world that they're, like they're some chosen people. This is why they have been kicked out of almost every country they have been in because of usury and all these things where they used to charge. When you look at the slave trade, how they're involved, we're going to talk about that later on with Brother um, Alan Brown. But when you follow the money and you look at the, the, the Jews, the folks from the Carthaginian Jews to the Moroccan Jews to the Sephardic Jews to whoever, you see that the trans-Saharan trade was funded by these same folks. It ain't no black folks looking like me and Ank doing it. Ain't nobody looking like me and him doing it. it was who, was, who had the money? It was those people who call themselves Jews. And those people had the money. You talked about last week with the, um, the, Arab, the Arab stuff. Who was funding them? Who was funding all these people? Where they get money from? And that was the key to the whole thing. So when I talk about it, Ank, I look at it from a mytho mythological point of view and how the people in that region wrote. If you look at the Hittites, their traditions, you look at the Greeks, how they used to write, you look at the Mesopotamian stuff, then you look at how Egypt wrote. And then what happened is um, the Greeks were the ones who wanted to collect everybody's information. That's why you had the mosaic in Egypt. And out of that, you had writers who rewrote history and all that stuff. So a lot of that went on in Egypt. So I have to acknowledge how the book was formed and where some of the storylines come from. Not saying it's true, 
But everybody have a little tradition. You know, that's how people are. I got tradition in Jamaica about Bedwood jumping off and flying. And that was in the 1800s. I mean, 1900, late, late 1800, 1900. But that don't make it true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's just like 100, 150 years ago. But there's people right now in Jamaica who believe that Bedwood could fly. They believe it. <laughs> you know, but go ahead, bro. No, I'm not saying that you was trying to. I'm saying I'm not giving them nothing. I can't give them what the archaeological record is not going to give them. Mm. Right? So if we go to, let's use Bible archaeology. All right? I refer all my uh, Hebrew brothers to this. Simple. It says uh, Iron Age 1. Learn, learn your dating. All right? Mm -hmm. God, learn your dating is essential. Let me hold on. Let me get my beats to you. Right. See, when I deal with with, with with Bibles and all that, you know what I'm saying, man, I stay to chronology. Because if you don't stay to chronology, they'll jump and do this and do that, right? They can make up stuff that wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't even have had no resources to have the money to move troops back and forth. I'm going to get in the same treatment I gave the Moors. You know, where you get your resources from? Were you capable of, 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 of extracting certain resources and trade? Did you have an army strong enough to tell the Assyrians or the Persians or whoever during those time periods that you're going to move your products and goods without getting your shit took? Did you have that capability? Because it all boils down to resources. Plain and simple. Okay, you must have got somebody thin clicked on, Garfield. You got somebody screen clicked on, bro. It's stuck. You hear me? I, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. All right, let me go here real fast. Let's come to uh, what I just talked about, Iron Age 1. Iron Age 1 is what time you. period? All right, hold on. Iron Age 1. Iron Age 1 is 1,150 to 900 BCE. Late Bronze Age, let's go late Bronze Age before that. Bronze, when men use bronze, that's how they use the day going thing. So you got early Bronze Age, 3,500 to 2200 BCE, right? We're going to talk about that. Intermediate Bronze Age, Middle Bronze Age. Intermediate Bronze Age is 2200 to 2000 BCE. Middle Bronze Age is 2000 to 1500 BCE. Late Bronze Age is 1550 to 1150. Iron Age 1 is 1000 150 to 900 BCE. I'm just telling you right now, you don't have any, I'm going to say it again, no Israelite writing, no Hebrew writing at Iron Age. You got Iron Age 2, right? I'm saying they start to get literate somewhere between Iron Age 2 and the Babylonian period. That's what I'm saying. And if anybody can prove me different, then Sean prove, and we'll just scramble and move those dates around, right? So let me, let, let me jump in real quick. Uh, 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 hold on. We're going to look at the archaeology. Before I can even begin to get into uh, what they was doing, what they thought they was doing, how they figured they did it, right? I want to know what the archaeological record is purporting at these particular times, right? So let's see here. Um, one second, Garfield. One second. Okay. Um, I want to deal with the waves of sediment in the highlands. All right, now I'm using a good book that everybody should get, right? Is Bible Unearthed, all right, by Neil Assar, okay, and Israel Fickelstein, okay? So now we're going to talk about the early Bronze Age. What did I say? What time period was the early Bronze Age? 
okay? Early Bronze, 3,500 BCE to 2,200 BCE, right? It talks about uh, main characteristics of the Early Bronze Age. In the highlands, you got to know where the highlands is, okay? Uh, look at the high, look at where uh, um, the dad going, uh, look at where Israel is, not Israel. Look at where, where your map at, um, Garfield? Which map you want, brother? Uh, give me that map so I can show Egypt, right? And then when you cross over, when you start to cross into the Middle East, well, I want to show where the highlands is. All right, which map? You want me to Somewhere in between Canaan, right, and Egypt, all in that area. Up in there, that's, that's going to be your highland settlements. All right, hold on. I got you. I'm going to pull down the screen right now. Damn, I need my damn own thing. One second, yo. Let me get my... One second, one second. Bob Yeah, bro. You're still on the Bible? No, we're not talking Bible at all. Just talking Chaldea. All right, hold on. Bible. Nigga, arguing all up in Chaldea. <laughs> Hell with that. Take me on a wild goose chase. Hey, take us on a wild goose chase, bro. Let me see. Highlands. Hold on. All right, so we'll be right here. Where is he? Shechem and Canaan and Jerusalem. That'd be the Highlands, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's deal with the Highlands. Let's deal with the archaeology. Right, first wave of sediment, about 100 sites recorded. So you got 100 sites recorded in the highlands at about 3,500 BCE. I ain't talking about no, 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 no cities. I'm saying sediments. You know, like when you go camping, right, and you take about uh, 10 people with you, that's a sediment. All right, let's get that straight. Are these mixed Asiatics? That they're not a nation, they're none of that. They're Bedouin. They're traversing back and forth, right? Now, let's come to the intermediate period, 2,200 BCE. It says this is a sediment crisis. Most of the sites deserted. So all of a sudden, those 100 sites are deserted. They're gone. They're not there. They're not in the archaeological record. When we talk about archaeology, we're talking about sediments, right? And the deeper you go down, the older the dates. Okay, so when you by the time you come to the intermediate period, all right, which is higher, is at a higher sediment than 3,500 BCE, the early Bronze Age. Every those same sediments that was there at 3,500 BCE is no longer there. It's a crisis. And let's come to the Middle Bronze Age. We talk about Bronze Age again. That's people using bronze. They wasn't using bronze. You would have to go to Egypt for that. Okay. Now it says second wave of sediment. About 220 sites recorded. Now you got spotted about 220 sites uh, of people, Bedouin, they find there. You know, they find like uh, where they was building fires, uh, a certain implements are left, trash, garbage, whatever, right there. Now you come to the late Bronze Age, about 1,500 to 1,150. It, a sediment crisis again. Only about 25 sites recorded. So the population dwindles again. And you find about 2,500 sites. I mean, 25 sites again. 
See, it's an influx up and down. Let's go to the Iron Age where men start to work in iron. I just want to make this for the record that the Iron Age in Africa is different from the Iron Age anywhere else because we know, based off of scholarly work, right, we know when, when, when Africa started working in iron. Now, so Iron Age, 1500 BCE, which ain't even old, okay? Third wave of selling, about 250 sites recorded. Let's go to the Iron Age 2, which is 900 to 500 to 589. Now, from, from, from that would be the 10th century. From the 10th century, coming in this direction, that's where you start to find uh, 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 these Bedouin that you could later on call the Hebrews, basically. This is when they start doing all a movement, right? We can go to the king's list. If y'all paying close attention, so in the Iron Age, 900 to 586, it says settlement systems develop, right, and reaches over 500 sites, 8th century BCE. This is what I'm talking about. First of all, there's no or Chaldeja at the 8th century, okay? Plain and simple. There, there's no real written literature on the subject matter. Okay, but now you start to have these people here and see what they don't want you to do is, and Godfrey, you will agree with me, absolutely positively, they want you to stay stuck looking at the Bible and forget about the other people around them. Because if you start to study the surrounding nations, well, what was they doing in Africa? Well, what was they doing in Persia? You know what I'm saying? Well, what was they doing in Saudi Arabia? What was they doing in Antolia? What was everybody else doing? You, I always say, if you follow the money, man, you can figure this thing out. Who was controlling trade and commerce at 900 BCE? Iron Age 2. Follow mm -hmm. the money, man. It will give you all the answers. Mm -hmm. if you, I'm telling you, man, because guess what? This statement right here rang true back then, and it rang true it right, rang now. right now. Money talk and bullshit walk. It takes money. To do the things they're talking about. And of course, they might not have paper money, but it takes resources. It takes trade. trade, right? To get commerce. To be able to move like they couldn't have been moving like that. Didn't have the strength. Didn't have the resources. Okay? To do the things they had a problem with they had. So we had. So we had. I got an echo. I got an echo, bro. Keep going, keep going, Ank. All right, so okay, right, so okay. So now, so now. Hold on, let me get the let me get the things this things this now. Now I gave you validation. What me and God me and God talk about? Because if you don't got them, don't got them things. Right, y'all got them. 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 King's list. King's list. They call him United Monarch, right? You got to come to King Saul. Okay? King Saul dates 1,000 to, one, to, to, to 105. It's a first king appointed by the prophet Samuel. It says, let's deal with the archaeological finds. In the Highlands, continuation of Iron Age 1, sediment system. And what did I say that was? Hold on kind of king you thought they had. Hold on. Go back and forth, right? We're going to put this picture together with the dates. With them dates be killing you. So I always say study chronology. Study chronology. Study chronology of the transcontinental kidnapping trade. 
study chronology. When it comes to evolution, we study chronology. You're making dumb statements like human beings always was here. We're going to put you in a geological time, right? Which is far vaster than historical time. Right now, we're dealing with prehistory and historical times. Hold on. Let me get back. All right. So what did I say? Hold on. Man. All right. So we're talking about Saul, 1,025. What was going on in 1,025 in the Highlands? Okay, it say in the Highlands, continue continuation of Iron Age one. Bam, 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 bam. So we in Iron Age one, right? It say the third wave of sediment, about 250 sites. I'm not talking about hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people when I'm talking about this. I'm talking about scattered people and sites. Okay, that's taking place at 1,000. That's coming to King David. So at this point, they wasn't they wasn't kings of mighty empires. They wasn't even kings. And I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. Watch this. So let's go to 1,005 to 970. It says, uh, it says the biblical testimony. So now the Bible, the Bible says, right, during this time, it says conquers Jerusalem, right, and makes what? Its first capital. Make it its first capital. Establishes a vast empire covering most territories in the land of Israel. What does the archaeological record says? The archaeological record says, right, at 105 to 970 BCE, it says, no evidence for King David's conquest. It says, or for his empire. In the valleys, Canaanite culture continues uninterrupted in the highlands, okay? Continuation of the Iron Age one sediment system. Let's come to Solomon, the great Solomon, Mary's McCabe, Doug, whatever. Get out of here with all that. Solomon, 970 to one, what? One, I mean, from 931. What's this time period? We're in Iron Age 2. When I told y'all Iron Age 2, between Iron Age 1 and Iron Age 2. Now, it says, what is the biblical narrative that the Hebrews want to promote? They want to promote, it says, builds the temple and the palace in Jerusalem. Also, right, achieve. I mean, archives at Megib, Haram, and Gizah. Now, what does the archaeological record say? It says no sign of monumental architecture. It says no important, it says, or important city in Jerusalem. It says no signs of grand scale building activities at uh, Megidia, Hazar, or Gizah. It says in the North Canaanite material culture continues. So it's a it's a Canaanite, I mean, it's a Canaanite uh, material culture that you will find at that time period. So the Bible says one thing, and nature says another thing. Nature in the raw says another thing. What do I mean by nature in the raw? So if we want to deal with information, right, we want to look at it from a scientific perspective, right? And the first place we want to look, we want to look to Mother Nature. What does Mother Nature have to say about the people? The anthropology, the archaeology, the paleontology, these are all natural things. Paleontology, study of bones, it's a natural thing. Human beings are natural. Archaeology are made and produced by human beings. It's a natural thing. These things are left at certain strata. What's the strata? The strata is the different levels. The deeper you go, the older the strata. So what strata are we talking about right now? Right? We're talking about the strata that is produced at 970. 
right? What's the 970 again? It's the Iron Age, between Iron Age 1 and Iron Age 2, when men worked in iron. What does that, what does that archaeological record say at the time of Solomon? There is no Solomon's temple found anywhere. You can go find them pyramids in Giza. You can go find them temples in Africa. You can find the Great Wall of Zimbabwe. You can find these archaeological things. So for me, I need to have the same level of evidence that I can produce dealing with our story. I need that. And if you can't come to that, I can't do it, bro. So now I've made it clear what the archaeological record is. So now we might can begin to start to talk about Solomon. No, start to talk about uh, the old child deeds. But hold on for a minute. Watch this. This is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the type of leadership they had. Important. Did they have kings? See, most people don't even understand this. Did they have kings and rulers and government and governmental systems in place? I'm saying no. Not the time that they're talking about. And I'm gonna give you my I'm gonna give you my anthropological study on it real fast. I'm gonna come to Bible archaeology. One second. One quick second. All right, I'm coming to page 30 real quick, right? Back to this now, page 30. The anthropologist's view on early Israel. Talking about early Israel by Jill Katz. K-A-T-Z. Now, it says, it says Iron Age 1 Israel, 1,200 to 1,000 BCE. The period of judges was a tribal society. There has not been much discussion on what that really means. That is, what kind they say of tribal society was ancient Israel. Now we start to get into the real study. So they was tribal tribes, all right, at 1200 tribes. Now watch this. What kind of tribes was that? Let's come here. It's a hold on. I need to get I gotta make sure I put this together properly. All right, Garfield got me back on the bizarre. Boy, I tell you. <laughs> it says, it says to find out, I began by culling the anthropological literature of tribal societies. So study tribal societies. Study the literature on what tribal societies are. That's what the person is basically saying. See, these, these are things we don't do. We holler out tribes, but don't know what a tribe is. We don't understand how tribal societies work, how they, how they deal with their ecology. We don't understand that. Now watch this. It says, it says from big man, right? Literature, it says without a head, literally without a head. Or let me see, A C E P H A L O U S. And I think that's acephalous. Literature, it says without head. So when you're talking about big man society, you're talking about without a head, right? Without a king or a queen. Right, so now we starting to understand that during these time periods, they didn't have somebody in charge. They trying to act like they did, but they didn't. So let me explain what a big man society is. Y'all can look it up, big man. Watch this. Let me read this. It says literally, without head, two, it say two chieftains. It say, I then use these paradigms to construct a model of how they might be identified in the archaeological record. Finally, 
I compared the actual archaeological record, what I told y'all to do, with my model. It said this has led me to conclude that the Iron Age One Jerusalem best fits the paradigm of a big man society. So let's talk about what a big man society is. Look this up. Big man society. It is essential to understanding these quote-unquote Hebrews. It says, in brief, big man societies, all right, generally correspond with small, autonomous, village-based agricultural communities. Good example of a big man society are found in Malaysia and New Guinea. Y'all know how these tribes uh, 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 live in New Guinea and Malaysia. Now I'm giving you a picture. So look at New Guinea and Malaysia, right? Then put that in your mind and then place that back on Israel and you'll see how they was living. See the picture you get right now. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going against that. But it's not official when you make the claim that they had an empire and a damn kingdom. Makes no sense. Let me keep going now. It says Malaysia and New Guinea, where the typical village size is about 100 people. Remember I talked about them sites and other people? Remember that? Now it's starting to all come together. It says leadership is informal. Leadership is informal and, and, and emerges out of achievement based on charisma, personality, etc. I'm going to slow it down. Right now, it says the big man societies are found, found in Malaysia and New Guinea, where the typical village sizes is about 100 people. Leadership is informal and emerges out of achievement based on charisma and personality. So the person in that area that has the most charisma, right, that has the most personality, right, people start to look to him. Like, we can look at people in the community. Let, let, let's say Sarah Pseudo said, has a lot of charisma and he has a lot of personality. So people would start to gravitate towards him. Uman Johnson, people would gravitate. If he had his eye, people would gravitate towards him. Give you an example. Might be a bad example, give you an example, etc. It says, it is not inherited, meaning it's not, it's not inherited. It's not passed on. It's not passed down. Right, so somebody else might pop up, but it's not like you pass that on to your son and he continues to be the big man. No, it's not inherited. Key point here. It says, hold on. It says no one is considered uh, inherited superior to anyone else. I'm gonna say this again. It says no one is considered inherently superior to anyone else. So, you know what I mean? They don't look at them as being superior. You know what I'm saying? They kind of blend it in. Watch this. They say, and this um, egalitarianism, let me spell it, E-G-A-L-I-T-A-R-I-A-N-I-S-M, is manifested in uniform material wealth. It says the giving of gifts is important uh for establishing relationships okay and obligations let me move down it say it says uh no let me stop right there i think it's essential for us to do to slow down and study big man societies for a minute study that anthropology so we can start to really get a working framework 
so that we, when we're dealing with people who who follow the faith right of israel or the faith of islam or the faith of christianity so we can put it in scope far too long we have been comparing ancient Nile valley civilizations right and comparing them with big man societies it's a bunch of crap you know what I'm saying? It's like trying to compare a horse and wagon with a damn Ferrari. There's a gulf in between the two. There's a gulf of development, technology, science. It wouldn't be fair to the Ferrari, right, for you to compare a wagon to it just because it got wheels. Just because <laughs> it got wheels. Hey, hey, let me let me say this, man. Um that I like that big man society talk. I like that. I like that. I like that. Let me ask you something real real quickly. We're not gonna spend too long on it, but um A double zero. And anybody could chime in on the A double zero conversation. Um um I thought Ali Muhammad was um had grown up. Hell I no. thought I thought he would let certain things go, but he actually doubled down and moved. And he actually um he actually still saw that fake information about Mutal in Nicaragua is they talking about Mu in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, um, that's why I don't talk to him no more. Let, let's, talk, let's talk about the A00 for a minute because I, I broke it down to him. I broke down Matthew Forker and I talked about what he gave to Michael um, Hammer and them at African Ancestry from 2000, what is it, 2011 to 2000, no, 2006 to 2011. He gave them over 20,000 samples. So the brother started a whole new campaign where he was going to get his doctorate at a, at, a, at a college in Cameroon. So he started collecting his own samples. So what I did was I said, let's eliminate Michael Hammer. Then he brought up evolution. I said, we're not talking about evolution. Ah, you going to say like, Angus archaic. I said, that's not the point. The point is I have a brother who actually did the research. So I showed the pictures of him swabbing and, and the results and i said these guys have the same are same are part of the same haplogroup group as perry i said why is it we only found eight people in america with the a double zero why don't why if all of y'all are indigenous and it comes from america why don't you have it do you have the a double zero ali muhammad no i don't have it so i said to you brother oh how could they only find eight but he doesn't understand that it goes to the y the y side he, he's trying to mix up everybody having the A00 and the men, the women, and everybody having it. I said, no, there's a reason why he has it. Because he came from Cameroon and went down. His family probably went down into um some, some parts of West Africa. And he his family came over here. And 500 years later, or well, not 500, because he was in the 1800s, he had the A00 because he was from Cameroon. Why do a lot of people in Cameroon have it? But well, we don't find people, oh, everybody hasn't been tested and all that stuff. But, I mean, we went into this whole thing about A00. I showed him the guy's primary research and everything. So he couldn't use the whole white man, white man argument, you know. But it, what is pitiful that we could accept certain things for our own purpose, but we can't accept it when it, when it, um, when it goes against what we believe. What, what, talk about this A00, brother. Man, come on, man. Like, like, like. Let me change gears, yo, from beating down the heat, but you kind of switched me out of that framework real quick. Um, hold on, man. I, that's why, I mean, ain't no need of me talking. 
with him about that. The evidence shows what it is. You know what I'm saying? I don't have the labs. Ali Muhammad don't have the labs. You know what I'm saying? Last time I checked, the Elmer Raw squad has personnel that's been in labs that looked at DNA. But 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 where where does his side? Has his side ever looked at DNA? No. No. So the conversation is crazy. See, we're giving them an opportunity to wiggle, 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 to make up shit as they go. It's not fair, Garfield. It's absolutely positively not fair for us to continue on a continual basis to bring not not just talking but references and sources to back up what we're saying when they are allowed to bits and pieces ideas that they got from different people unfounded unsupported by the scientific method because when you're talking about dna you gotta use the scientific method when you're talking about subject matter that is so crispy, that takes dedication and vigor to study. It's not fair, because the pseudos come in and will say any damn thing. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I've proved that already, about what A00 is. Yes, A00 is from a human, but we talked about this on the Raw Squad. When they use the word human, hold on, when you're reading any information in scientific journals or when you're reading any information you gotta look at the dates because science moves fast so when they first came out with the a double zero they were saying it has extended the modern human lineage that's what the information said at first but then with a deeper search into the matter a year six months later when other scientists came aboard right when they when they use that method of it's called triple darkness, where they where they double up when they send data to other labs, right? And the other labs don't know where it's coming from, right? And they do their tests and analysis on it and come up with their information. Well, what they came up is that no, it wasn't modern human. This was inherited from right archaic human that extended it to about three hundred and twenty-four thousand years. Because they were saying, man, the fossil record shows that modern humans only go back to 192,000 years. Now we found some 324,000 years. That's a lot of times over 100,000 years. That's a lot of time. They figured out now that it was archaic DNA. Now, this is your worst nightmare if you hate uh, archaic humans like, say, Neanderthal, Homo habitagensis. When, 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 when based off of racism, white supremacy killing our minds, monkey rising our ass, with cartoons and our great grandparents seeing those cartoons and all that nonsense with the big lips and all that with the bone in your nose and the tribe. Man, you literally hate to hear anything. This will be your worst nightmare because what it shows is that African people, before they even went to Europe, interbred with an archaic human. This is what the evidence shows. I, I refuse to argue this point because it has been verified. And as of 2017, the 30th, right? A double zero is a result of interbreeding with an archaic human, right? And a modern human. 
That's what it is. And they found the source of it in Cameroon, Africa. And as the story goes, right, you know how the slave trade, the kidnapping trade took place, right? You had some people that came over here with that marker in the slave trade, in the kidnapping trade. And I'm trying to figure out the name of the brother. You cannot forget the name of the brother. Hold on. Let me get the name brother real quick. Y'all can all look this up, man. This ain't nothing. This ain't no comp. Man, this ain't, man, look. They can't get around it, man. They can't get around this. They won't get around this. They can't get around it. And they're not going to get around it. They're just going to make up shit and act like they did something, man. Let me get the name of this person, man. You cannot forget the brother's name, man. Hold on. They call it Perry's. Perry. They call it Perry Y chromosome. Uh, hold on, group A. Now, hold on, hold on. What, 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 what? Let me go to hold on. A double zero. Hold on. A double zero. Mendizel, 2013, announced the discovery of the previous unknown Hubble group for which they proposed, right, the, de the designator A00, the estimated age of around 270,000 K, right? Y'all want the source for that? Ancient recent bottleneck of Y chromosome diversity coincides with the global change in culture. One reference, research. Second reference. Oh no, we move slow. Second reference. Regional differences in the accumulation of SNPs on the male specific portion of the human Y chromosome. Autosomal patterns. Implications of genetic dating. Clause. All right. Now it says 20K, it's an older than current estimates of the age of anatomically modern humans. I talked about that. Previously unknown hominid group was discovered in 2012 in the Y chromosome of an African-American man who had submitted his DNA for commercial genetically ana genetical analysis because his first known historical paternal ancestor was Albert Perry. Okay, Albert Perry, look it up. The hominid group is also known as Perry's Y. Give me, let me give you. Reference for that, Albert Perry, a slave. I don't, there are no slaves. Kidnap victims. Albert Perry, a kidnap victim, born in the United States between 1819 and 1827, lived in York Country, South Carolina. See Family Tree, Howard Group A chart. There you go. We source it out. So when they have these conversations, right, they need to source everything out. Walk us through the source material because we don't want to hear. We don't want to hear what Unc gotta say. We don't want to hear what the Umrah squad got to say. We don't even want to hear what the Dag squad got to say. And we sure as hell don't want to hear what Ali Baba Muhammad has to say about the subject. What we want to hear is how have you reached your conclusion and where is the source material so that we can see how you got to your conclusion. We want to get you our own conclusions and see if it matches up with common damn sense. Just like if you talk that Moo Booty shit. Moo Island and all that. We want to know where's your evidence so that we can read the source material to see if we come to the same conclusions and to see if the, the, the material of the sources make any damn sense. That's what we want to do. So hold on. Let's finish this off. They say the researchers later found the same huddle group and genetic data of 11 uh, Mubu males, 
of Western Cameroon, that's MBO, males in Western Cameroon, out of a sample of 174. Okay? It's a further research in 2015 indicates that the highest concentration of A00 is found in Bangwa. The Bangwa people, the Bangwa people. Okay? 27 of 67 sample positive for A00. That's a 40%. 3%. It's a 40 to 3%. And that they are in a separate subgroup to the mobile A00 sample. It says one individual one one individual was found who fits neither subgroup. I'm gonna give you the little article right here, little wiki article. What I'm suggesting is the hell with the wiki article. Go to the quote unquote references. Get the references. Save it to your damn computer. Hold on. Get the references. Save it to your computer. Right. So you can further your study. So uh, let me ask you something. Uh, so no, you said that, no, you yeah, you, you think it's you think it's the best Let me close out the statement and ask the question. Because this is why you can't win the evolutionary science. Right? Because right there, we talk about this. And that's why it's hurting. Y'all are really hurting. It's an echo line. Why is it echo line? Mute your mic, Alan. Mute your mic. Go ahead and finish up what you I, I just want to finish this off before I go in and, and, and help uh my man Alan out a little bit. He's he's in a little distress here. I'm but I'm telling you to talk I about wanna, the I, I wanna talk about what you just said. I just have a question. You okay, said that the double O sound Alan is echoing. It's here. Yeah, let me finish. finish. So I'm going hey, 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 to mute myself out, but I want to close out what I was saying. Um, basically, before my train of thought almost got clipped, what I was saying was, is that the evidence clearly shows that A00 is archaic human, not modern humans. Ali Baba Muhammad is a modern human, no matter what he thinks. So that does not prove that the first Americans was African. It does not prove that. What it proves is absolutely positively that the guy Perry, right, ancestry comes from where? Cameroon. And in Cameroon, they mixed with archaic humans. That's what that proves. It does not prove that the Native Americans were sub-Saharan African. That is, that is a total misrepresentation of the scientific data of people, men, women, black people, white people, Chinese people, Australian people that study the data. Their conclusions has nothing to do with that being a sub-Saharan African being the first Americans. That is a total misrepresentation of the data, and it's a false. And that's why I get mad talking about this foolery, because it's a waste of time foolery. Now, go ahead, Alan. What's your question, bro? So, archaic humans were around... around hold on, hold on, hold on. Alan, Alan, hold on. Um, and, oh, yeah. Everybody got to mute their mic and then let um, Alan talk. Go ahead. 
So archaic humans were around when Homo sapiens sapiens was around, and they intermixed with each other, right? Okay, when they do that, what do they produce? Can't hear you. Mute it now. Mute it now. I'll mute your mic. I'll mute your mic. What do you mean what do they produce? They produce, you, you produce what you're looking at right now. It's clear that that's in our DNA, that some people have that in their DNA. Maybe they got a stronger immune system, right? That's a different question. What did they produce? You would have to go into the study to see what part of that DNA. DNA uh, hold, on, hold, on, hold 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 on. Before you say nothing, we gotta, everybody gotta mute the mic when the person is talking, or we're gonna get a feedback. I don't know why I got this feedback, but it's crazy, because usually we could just, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. All right, so go ahead, you you on. Okay, I'm saying that, I mean, we can just look in the mirror, right? You can look at uh, the great, the, the great grandkid that did the actual study. She was, the sister was, the black sister was actually an amateur, uh, what they call it, people that study um, family trees, right? And she got to a certain point, she got back to the 1800s, she couldn't go back no farther, right? And so they made her take a DNA test, or she got her cousin to take a DNA test. And when he took the daggone DNA test, Right, it was amazing. The, the Max Planck Institute, it came up with this new market that they had never seen. You know what I'm saying? So the question you asked me is you would have to figure out what well, you mean what part of double A double A zero controls what part of the human modern humans? That's the question you asked me? No, I asked you if you're saying that archaic humans were around when Homo sapiens sapiens us was around, yes. you said that they made it. And if yes. they made it, what is that production? What is it? What do you call that species that it comes not, from those you're not, call, you're not calling it anything. He's just saying that we have archaic human our blood. The same way so with they, the animals. So, so it is safe to say that they're all humans. The only thing that can reproduce is a human. Yes. Humans reproduce humans. So if you're saying it's an yeah, archaic yeah. human, what's the difference between an archaic human and a regular homo sapiens? What's the difference? Yeah, that's a study you would have to take on because they're okay. different, di different robust okay. features. Okay. Uh, different things, just like Neanderthal. Neanderthals are archaic human. Do you did you know that? Yeah, but we're not talking about Neanderthals. Yeah, we're talking about archaic humans. You can't leave them out. We're All talking right, about but they not they not us. They ain't from they those dudes ain't in Africa. We, 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 that's Asia and all that other area. I'm no, just it's still, huh? It's still archaic humans. And and right now, if you get your DNA test, you you will probably have uh a Neanderthal DNA in your bloodline. So Africans have Neanderthal DNA in their bloodline. Yes, yes, they do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we just got a crazy ass non-scientific view of what a Neanderthal is. It's hard to erase those crazy ass propaganda. But but in science, it's not looked at like that. Like Neanderthals being the cavemen, all that's but come on, man. That's Homo not Africanus Neanderthalus now. Ain't no African ain't no DNA from no Neanderthal ever been found originally from no Africa, brother. Stop that's not that. the truth, bro. What do you mean that's right not now. the truth, bro? Right now, when oh, you, you know more than the British Museum and National Dude, Geographic, on, and come on, bro. Man, I'm telling you, look at the dates of what you're reading, and I'm telling Neanderthals you, from Africa. Listen, Are you kidding me? I never said Neanderthals was from Africa. What I'm saying is, right now, oh, if all y'all took, uh, we got you on tape. You just said it. No, you cut me shit. off. I did not say because you're talking shit. I did not say you know they know. I did not say that Neanderthal was from Africa. Now, maybe five years ago, I thought that based off of 
the data I had that was in what does what does it mean to be human, bro? So I don't sit down and make up shit. But since then, since uh, let me give you the date on here. Since you thought I just said that, which I didn't, because I'm past that point. In 19, let me see. This date backs up. This National Geographic joint goes back to then. He got a fucking date on here. Shit. But this says that Neanderthal is found in Africa. I'm saying the data doesn't. The data nowadays doesn't say that. Okay, but I'm saying if we always take a DNA test, we would find that some of us have uh, Neanderthal DNA in our blood, which is nothing wrong with that. It ain't a big deal. It's just a misinformation to make you think that. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up, Maru. I was reading this right. Um, do do you look at the um the National Geographic Genographic Project? You look at that. Um, hold on. I ain't said nothing. Um, you ever seen that, The Genographic Project? You know the guy who wrote The Journey of Men? You know that book, right? No. What about What's the name? Robert, what's his name? Walsh, something like that. Robert Walker? No, no, not, no, not Robert Walker. This is a white dude. See the of his name off the top. I got to look at the book. But on the on National Geographic site, it has um a thing. It's called The Genographic Project, and it has maps. And on the yep. maps, he did a Pacific test where he went all around the world and was taking everybody's DNA and found, um, really going from 60,000 years ago to find where we went. And on that site, it says this. It says, everyone living outside of Africa today, today has a small amount of Neanderthal in them, carrying as a living relic of these ancient encounters. A team of scientists comparing the full genomes of the two species concluded that most Europeans and Asians have between 1% to 2% Neanderthal DNA. Indigenous sub-Africans have none or very little Neanderthal DNA because their ancestors did not Stop. migrate through Stop. Eurasia. Right? Hold on. Read that. Hey, Alan, read that again, please. I know. I'm reading it to you right now. Yeah, read, read the last read, line. Read that last yeah, line again. I'm going to answer the question. Between, have between 1% to 2% Neanderthal DNA. Indigenous South Africans have none or very little Neanderthal DNA. So there so you go. So hold on. Little. So that's just proof. So very little. Right. I'm so that means they have some DNA in them, right? Yeah, they said very little DNA okay. because their ancestors right. did not migrate. It through means that somebody now, been outside of Africa been having sex with somebody so in their genetic just, tree. You literally boomerang daggers yourself. There's no Neanderthal in DNA that originates from Africa. You take stuff out your mind. Where are you being disingenuous? That's not what that says. No, I'm being real. I know about where and what. Hey, Maru, I'm not going to let you scream. All non-Africans have Neanderthal DNA. Africans are not. It's not indigenous. Neanderthals might have lived there for thousands of years and interbred. Yes. I'll attest to that. Hold on. Hold on. Like Arabs, those are Neanderthals. So cut it out. Just because you find an Ethiopian that has some, don't mean he's a genetically pure African or or Somalian. Come on, knock it off. Knock it off. Whoa, whoa, hold knock on. Knock it off. You said, hold on, I'm I'm writing down. Oh, you tracing everybody's descendancy in Africa now, y'all, all that. You got the app. <laughs> Come on, man, knock it off. Okay, so you made two statements. I'm writing y'all shit down. It's so clownish. I got to write the clown. Oh, it's clownish? When we clown. show you them Amazigh up on them walls and them clown. pale clown. white mofos like that was in Egypt like a thousand years before what you talking about right now? Can you put your DNA they, up? They, they don't got Neanderthal DNA, them Samoans or 
you know, them people from Crete or from them Grecians or whoever, the Persians or whoever the hell was up in, in Kemet for thousands of years. Them Shasu, yeah, the Meshwest, them Shurdan. Bro, we can go down the list. The Keftiu, we can just go down Let's the list. Let's start with us, Maru. Let's start with us, Maru. Let's so how did all this DNA, DNA from, from foreigners get there? Can stop it. Let's put been DNA there. You took a test. Huh? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Everybody, huh? hold on. Huh? Everybody, hold on. Everybody, hold on. Come on, we can just go down the list. Syrians, come on. Come on, come on. I think we're missing the point right now. What, what point are we Alan, missing? Alan, I'm going to ask Alan a question. <laughs> Alan, what year was that article by my dude? That's a dude that made the video that I played on here. What year was that? This is on 2017. Just your mic, Yeah, it is my mic. My mic. It's, it's 2017. All I'm saying is this, right? The Africans that's there do not originally have Neanderthal with them. Obviously, they had to travel to the area where those things are, and they and, the, and they and the bread with them. So that explains why they have it. That's all I was saying. I just wanted to know what would you call these people? Because if Ali Muhammad is saying that okay, these people are this. And the evidence shows that they're archaic humans. A human is a human. It doesn't matter. I'm saying so. Like that's why I wanted to know what is it that when they when these two intermix, what does it produce? Ox said it produces the same thing you see in the mirror. So then it's a human. That's it. I don't really have nothing to say about it. If Thank they you. have if they have Neanderthals in them, Thank it's you. because they went and traveled over there. They went over said, there, but hey, it's bro, not originally African. Period. And who that's said that? Who well, first of all. Who mm -hmm. said what you just said? You I'm read the article. The in, I'm gonna put the link in the back right Hold now. Hold on. You read the article. Uh -huh. This says, read that again. It tells you that obviously Africans had Neanderthal DNA. And I just want to say for the record, mm -hmm. it said not as much, but it said they did. Do we agree on that? We need to slow the conversation down. Yeah, do that's cool. That based off of the statement you read. Goes against your argument. Do we not? Agree? I don't have an argument. I don't have an argument. What's okay, my you, argument? I, I thought your argument was that that first. No, of all, you're not going to show me no Neanderthal and no Afri pure you, African DNA. What you scared of? You're not going to do that. I'm not scared you, of nothing. You, Except you, you, you might be. Scared of? I'm scared of smelling people's shoes on fire when they get to dancing. Maroon, what are you scared of? Fumes can't be. How can we have an intelligent conversation with three people talking? How can I ever get my point across? Show me some Neanderthal Cozyne DNA. Go ahead. It's too complicated for you to keep cutting me off. Bro. Listen, listen, listen. Everybody's mic. Hold on, 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 hold on. I'm gonna mute your mic too, cause I sound I'm the one that's um messing up. It's my stuff, so I can't really talk. We got almost 200 people viewers watching live. I'm gonna tell everybody this: I'm not doing the back and forth. People can't talk. Everybody go and get their turn. I got 93 in the building. I got African Emporium. I'm about to bring Greg Phillips. We're gonna do like a little Dagger Squad reunion in the next hour. So let's do it so that the people could learn what I got from what everybody said. Let me tell you what I got. Hold on, Alan. Mute your mic, Alan. Let me tell you what I got. I got that they want what Meru is saying is that I'm going to tell you what I think Meru is saying that originally we did not have Neanderthal in our system, right? Now, what Alan read in 2017 is that the sub Saharan indigenous people, if they don't intermingle, are not going to have Neanderthal. But he said there's a little that's going to have it. Obviously, they had to mix to have the Neanderthal. That's what I'm getting from it. 
Now, I'm going to open Ang's mic, then after Ang, Meru goes, and then Alan. And y'all could go in that order. I don't need to unmute my mic after. All right, just let the conversation flow. We're going to talk like men, and we're going to do it right. And the conversation, I don't even want to talk about this today, but, but let's just talk on what the information is. Now, do we have Neanderthals in us a little bit? I think what Alan said proved the point. But what Meru is saying, I'm repeating, of course, is that originally the folks who are indigenous to sub-Saharan Africa don't have Neanderthal. Respond to that. The mic is yours. Um, um, what I want to say here is this conversation, this subject matter, right, is a difficult subject matter to understand and comprehend. It takes a study and, and, and a study and a development, right, of understanding of the information even had a conversation, right? Cutting each other off makes us a bunch of babbling fools and gonna have me cussing niggas out in about three minutes. So before I start cussing niggas out in three minutes because y'all my family, Dagger Squad, right? We need to just relax. You can't keep bringing up new points. God filled, I'm glad you came in and you cleared that last point. A statement was made that Africans have no uh, uh, such and such Neanderthal DNA in them. Wish would come and come right back and read the article that says, yes, we might not have as much as, you know, Europeans and all that, but they're all small amounts. So that clears that up. Now we can move on to this thing called genetically superior bullcrap that Maru talked about. Obviously, being genetically superior, what is your definition of a genetically superior African, Maru? Please tell us that so we can further the conversation. What is a genetically superior homo sapiens sapiens? What can that do that nobody else can do? What can, I'm listening, Maru. Go ahead. Go talk yourself to death. Go. Genetically superior. Go ahead, bro. Oh, number one, you can never put no words in my mouth. I said all non-Africans have Neanderthal DNA. I just put a link in the back that, you know, you can go and confirm that. How many articles would you like me to read presently? Yeah, go start reading. Go. See, I, can, I can start reading right here from Silence Daily. Discover your ethnic. All non-Africans alive today likely descend from people with an angle migration out of Africa. A study of hundreds of genomes across the globe has yielded insights into modern genetic diversity and ancient population dynamics, including compelling evidence that essentially all non-Africans today uh, descend from a single migration out of Africa. Okay, uh, let's see if it actually goes right into the same dialogue. It's, you just Google, all non-Africans have Neanderthal DNA. Non-Africans. You know what that means, right, Unc? We won't have to explain what non means. All right, let's see. We'll go to... Uh, What's the next website? Uh, hold on here. Read it, man. Getting on, used to this. Right. I'm reading. I'm reading. Uh, I which, asked which, question, which website said, would you like me to ask? Superior African is what I asked you. Though. You I'm ain't like talking about it. iPhone ignorant. Here we go. Okay. Uh, all these pop-ups. Oh. oh. I got big fingers. Okay. Am I part Neanderthal? Helix.com. National Geographic. Why am I Neanderthal? Non-Africans part the when our ancestors first migrated out of Africa. Okay, that's modern human. I read really fast because of this small amount of DNA was introduced into the modern human genome poem. Everyone living outside of Africa today has a small amount of Neanderthal in them, carried as a. Did you get that again? 
everyone living outside of Africa has a small amount of Neanderthal in them, carried as a living relic of these ancient encounters. A team of scientists comparing the full genomes of the two species concluded that most Europeans and Asians have between 1% to 2% Neanderthal DNA. Indigenous sub-Saharan Africans have none or very little Neanderthal DNA because their ancestors did not migrate through Eurasia. So, so they had to pick it up, pick it up the same in a, in a back migration. Okay. Okay. Uh, one, one, on one level, it's not surprising that modern humans were able to interbreed with these cousins. According to one theory, Neanderthals, Denovesians, and all modern humans are descended from the ancient human Homo heidelbergensis. Between 300,000 and 4,000 years. Would you like me to read another article? That's uh, no, nah, no, nah, you good, bro. You're that's good. National Geographic. That's not good enough, hey, bro. For you. You're good. Hey, 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 look, uh, I appreciate you. The term, lots of them. Coined, the term mm -hmm. was coined from the dagger squad, and we call it boomerang daggers yourself. What you did, boomerang so, daggered myself. Did I hold on? Hold on. So, basically, so they're saying some appears as a back migration of Africans who migrated and came back. Hold on, hey, hold on. Is that what they're saying? I read, I was clear with the article. So how did I boomerang myself? Meru, when you're done, let us know. Cause you go after okay, okay. Because I, I do believe like, there was a quotation which said sub-Saharan Africans and none, no Neanderthal, none. So did you find that DNA? What did it say after that? Meru, what did it say after that? Mm. <laughs> all right, mute your mic, mute your mic, Meru, mute your mic, mute your mic, okay. mute your mic. Okay. Okay. All right, thank you, my brother. Boomerang, boomerang. All right, okay, mute your mic, mute your mic. Go ahead, I can't even put I my thing on. Damn, yo, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead, I got you. Go ahead, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna put it in the group, right? Yeah, I'm put it in the you know what you I, know find what I find is cognitive dissonance, where you choose to do the same. And that's not and what we do. The Amaral squad, yo, if, if you get cornered up, I know we live right now, so you might not want to look bad. Man, you should have did your homework before you jumped on here fucking with me, the God killer. Now, they want to know why I'm the God killer. Because God killer means God is an invisible nothing to me. So when people start coming up with unsupported, invisible ideas and concepts, I kill that concept. Chill, but chill, chill. Concept, hold on, Maru. Hold on, hold on, hold on. information on what we're talking about. Stop cutting hold me on, off and relax, bro. Stop cutting me off. Now, I just put the article in here. Let me read this. This is from, I'm going to give you the date. February 17, 2016. At 1 p.m. by Ann Gibbons. Ain't none of y'all gave the date and the time. It says humans made it with Neanderthal much earlier and more frequently than thought. This is in the Journal of Science, the International Journal of Science. It says members of our species, and I put it in the, in the Dagger Scar group. It says members of our species had sex with Neanderthal much earlier. Let me stop right here. First of all, when you're going back to 100,000 years, there is no place, there is no land mass called Africa. This is one of those essential points in understanding what the fuck we're talking about. Excuse my language. So if I'm telling you that there is no Europeans to even call a continent Africa, there is no people there. Let me cut, let me slow down. There is no human beings calling something a continent or even talking about a place called Africa. So really all we're talking about is land and African people at 100,000 years. Do we all agree with this? Yes or no? Don't answer that. 
the listening people understand what Unc is saying. And I'm repeating one more time. At 100,000 years ago, there is no continents, no nobody naming continents, no white people giving their own bullshit names and stuff. There is none of that. There's simply land and resources on resources on that land so that people can su fucking survive. So at 100,000 years, let's keep going. It says members of our species had sex with Neanderthal much earlier and more often than previously believed. It said, according to the new study on ancient DNA, it said, as some of the first bands of modern humans moved out of Africa, well, they could, they wasn't moving out of nothing because there ain't no place called Africa. They're just giving you a reference point. Got to be smart to figure that out. It says they met and made it with Neanderthal. So African people. Modern humans like us ran and made it with Neanderthal. Us, us, made it with Neanderthal. It said they met and made it with Neanderthal. Watch this, about 100,000 years ago. It said perhaps in the Fertile Nile Valley. Where in the hell is the Fertile Nile Valley at? Huh, got they motherfucking ass. Perhaps in the Fertile Nile Valley, along the coast, hills of, eastern, of, of the Middle East, or in, right, the once- uh, uh, verdant uh, Arabian Peninsula. There is no place called the Arabian Peninsula. There is no place called the Middle East. What we talking about? It's a Yo, uh, we agree with you. Uh, you just saying the same thing that we saying. You agree with you. we agree with you. You are cutting me off right now. I agree with you. Which kills the whole conversation. You can't out argue me. Won't nobody I'm not. Get the point. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, you you are. Let me finish. I'm not shut you. up. Let him finish, let him finish, let him finish, Alan. Cause you gonna go Wait, after, you after, after, Alan, after you. Alan, you had to see me read. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't have to argue this. It says the Fertile Nile Valley. Now, I don't know where the hell the Fertile Nile Valley is. To Alan and the boys. I know where it is. It said that's where they made that, bro. So it was, I'm gonna make my point and shut up. Modern African people that look like us, talk like us, and shit like us, had sex with Neanderthal, and I'm done with it. All right, that's cool, All right, All right Alan, you go, and then after you, African Emporium, and I don't know if 93 or anybody else are Sean, and then we go back to Meru, all right? Go ahead. All right, all right. Um, you just read the same thing I said. I don't know about, I never read nothing about no Neanderthals being in Nile Valley. You're going to have to show me that. I've never seen that. I all, I specifically, all I specifically read, from the 2017 on the National Geographic um, project, which is still ongoing, all I read was saying that the original African, the Sub-Saharan African, does not have it. They said now we do have it, um, a small percent have it because of migration and mixing. That's it. You just read the same thing. I don't really care about that. That's all I'm just. That's all I'm just saying. We mixed with them, and at first, as you said, the history said that we couldn't mix with them or we didn't mix with them at all. Then they find the DNA and say that, okay, we mixed them. How did this mixture happen if Neanderthals are not from Africa? Oh, we migrated over there. And this is what the patterns show of their migration. They migrated. You said you don't want to call it Africa. You know, all, the gene, all of, the, all of the, um, the genetic migration patterns show them dudes went up in Europe. They went to Western Asia and some went to Australia. This is what they showed. This is what the, geno this is what the genetic um, graphic project shows. So I'm really done with that. Um, I just want you to know my position on something. As far as dealing with this thing of, of science of evolution, right? I don't really care about that too much. That's me, personally. When I look at all our liberation um, organizations, none of them focused on this as much as I see you do. 
but that's your lane. If you want to do that, you all power to you. We need people working in that field, but those people that are working in that field are producing things, sending people to school to try to uh, cure diseases and shit like that. I don't really, that don't phase me. I don't, I don't see no connect with that. That's just me. But when you, when I'm challenging this, I'm challenging the, the origin of it and where it came from. So when I look at this, I never hear you guys talk about the chapter in Darwin's book that says difficulties with my theory. And that's dealing with the pre-Cambrian explosion. That doesn't sufficiently explain how things came from so-called non-complex to complex things. Those goddamn records are not there. It's not 100% complete. They don't understand it. And I don't, that's what I'd rather build about, but I don't really care about that at this point. That's something that I would like to have a conversation and we could just go back and forth without arguing and we show our information on that. That's what I wanted. That, I think that's interesting. I'm like, damn, that's kind of interesting. But I just got a question for you, um, just to take over here. What is the origin of atheism? What's the origin of atheism? African science. Atheism is the origin of African science. Okay, right the now I'm about to the origin right of now, listen. Let me let me listen. Okay, let me finish. Go ahead. Go ahead, I am stating that no, hear me again for the last time. That it's in my damn book. I don't buy the damn book. Damn, no African nation called themselves atheists. This is a Greek word, so we clear on that for the record. Rewind that shit a hundred times. No African people call themselves atheists. Now, how and why that term was derived, derived, now we get into that. The history is clear that one after another, according to Stolen Legacy, right? According to Shikant Diops, right? They clearly say that Greek philosophers that studied in Africa and studied the world came back to Athens. And in coming back to Athens and having having a, a, a natural uh, understanding or natural uh, uh, awareness of the world around them, right, they was called atheists. Because at this time period, right, the state-sponsored religion, okay, is what was the thing that put the people in the mindset that they wanted them in. Follow our religion, plain and simple. It guides the state. So when you're talking about natural principles, now you're going against the political system. They wasn't accepting the fact that Zeus no longer created thunder and lightning on Mount, uh, whatever the hell it was, Mount, whatever the hell, he, Mount Olympus. The Greek philosophers said that's not where lightning comes from. It comes from air pockets and such and such. So they start to give natural explanations of natural phenomenons instead of placing the Greek gods on it. And for this, they was murdered. They was thrown out the country and they was called atheists. At this time period, atheos means those who goes against the state-sponsored religion. Okay. That's where that comes from. From okay. people that open their goddamn eyes and uh -huh. had enough sense to realize that everything is natural, they deemed them atheists. So no, it's not an African nothing, bro. Next. Okay. Now I'm gonna disagree with you on what you just said on numerous factors. I'm just gonna let you know what I'm reading from right.
What happened? Okay, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, I am. You are muted, by the way. You are muted. Oh, oh, okay. Start over. Go ahead. I disagree with you on numerous factions of the time of atheism. I want you to show me where you got that definition from that atheism means against the state-sponsored religions when you get a chance after I'm finished talking. I want to see that definition. Right now, I'm going to read to you from the Oxford Handbook of Atheism, and this is what it says. You hit one thing on the nose that was correct. Atheism is not African. You're absolutely right. Now, this is what it says. Atheism and ambiguity, chapter one. Defining atheism. Atheism is the belief that there is no God or gods. All at its core, atheism designates a position, not a belief, that includes or asserts no God or gods. An atheist is someone without a belief in God. He or she need not be someone who believes that God does not exist. Atheist does not believe in the God that theism favors. By atheist, I mean precisely what the word has always been understood to mean. A principle and informed decision to reject belief in God. Now, what you just said, I don't know where you got that definition from, but you are right. Atheism is a Greek term. Yes, but you're dealing with that form of history. In the Hindu culture, when you're dealing with the Vedics, they got six systems that deal with atheism believe in a supreme creator they don't believe in that so you guys like to point out the has the people you like to point those people out you love to point them out oh the has the people they this so when i read from the has the the hunter gathers of tanzania by frank w marlowe the oldest people on the planet earth that these people did not have a religion then when they got to come to study more and live amongst the people they understood that they had a supreme creator. Not the word God, as we know it's a sixth century word that comes from the Greek or in the Bible. These people, the oldest people on the planet Earth have a creation story that says that God basically descended on the neck of giraffe, et cetera, et cetera. Do I, do I believe that that happened like that? No, I do not believe that that happens like that. So what you're doing is you're using a genetic fallacy. A genetic fallacy is taking a word that used to apply at a simple specific time, which you are correct, that the Greeks mean without the gods to that state-sponsored religion. Today, as we just read, what I just read from the Oxford Handbook of Atheism, it is talking about the belief to not believe in a creator, the one who brought forth everything into existence. There is no African culture on the planet Earth that does not believe in a creator in its origin. From the oldest people from the from the Kozans, going all the way from West Africa to South to North, every single one of those cultures has the concept of the Supreme Creator. And I'm stopped right there. It's on you, bro. Hey, Alan. What's up, brother? <laughs> hey, yo, up, rewind that. Rewind what? that to with the part where you start talking about the um house of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, say, yeah, oh, you want that one? They didn't start having trade until they ran across some people. Let's talk about that. Ooh, what I, the hell was they doing before they ran across some people you talking about, Alan? Hey, yo, they're called, they're called hunter-gatherers. We don't know what they was doing until the people became a study them, which is the Europeans. Now, I'm telling you what no, those... Did you read, hold on, hold on. Read that huh? part, though. I want everybody to hear. Read that part again. The part where their guy descended on the neck of a giraffe? No, the part where he first started, where he opened up 
And he said the housing people, then when they ran across some people, then they got an idea gone. We didn't find no monkeys. We found hairy giants in there. And we also had to consider this. Hold on, hold on, bro. Hairy giant. What is a hairy giant? A giant, a giant, hairy. Now here's the thing, right? Like the source you're talking about is from the 1994 book, right? The source I'm talking, I don't have a problem reading it. Read it again, read it again. Slow you down. Read again. Hold on one second, family. Everybody, let Alan speak one at a time. Let Alan and, Ro and, and um, Hank go back and forth, and then we take it from there. All right? So, Alan, the floor is yours, brother. Um, when you're dealing with that 10 million story, you leave out that part. I don't care if they say Harry Giants and what's the name. This book that I have, would be they are describing from 1956 all of the people who went there and did this research. They're telling you exactly what they did. And they're quoting their oral stories. In this book, they don't call them hairy beasts or giants. They call them giant men. In that story that you're talking about, yes, they call mm. them hairy. But what you left out, what you all left out, is that all of their oral traditions, they believe in the creator. Ashu, I-S-H-O. They all believe in the creator that created everything in existence. You leave that out. So you can talk about it on an evolution point. My point is this that all of the African systems believed in this thing that started everything, energy or whatever you want that put it into existence. You can talk about it, ever. I don't care. I'm saying this, that there's a force behind that. That's what I'm saying. You can talk about evolution. I'm saying there's a force behind it. And this is what all the Africans yeah, Hidden force. Now- We call it Amen. You know, like an Amen Ra squad. The other part we called Ra. No, I gotta get mine. You know, we have two creative forces, Amen and Ra, or Ray, correctly pronounced. So before like you Amon Ra squad. Before, before you go, but, <laughs> so before, I, we're, but, 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 and by the way, atheist is not Greek. It's French. It didn't come into play until the 1570s. No, that exact word is atheist. That exact word. Greeks never called not, anybody an atheist. They never did. A, it's French. No, they did not. A, negative, and the. No, read the etymology. Read it to me. It's in the back. Read it. Read it. Uh, you you want to know where a word comes from? Google it. Did you Google it? You're making me lose my, my, my train. It's not Greek. Room. Stop that. It's French. This is what it says. This new age thinking okay, about okay, atheism okay, didn't okay, start okay. into the Enlightenment period. This, period. Is, this, this is what it says. It says, the etymology, atheism is derived from the classic Greek, normally meaning not without. No, read etymology no, online. No, read that. I'm reading it from the Oxford Handbook. Okay, fine. Like, right, fine. Forget it. It's saying the same. So when are they God. saying the first time it's somebody God. used the word atheist? It doesn't matter. We talking about the concept. That's the problem. We get caught in this genetic oh shit. We talking about oh the concept. Oh my God! All right, man. You just made me lose my whole train of thought, bro. Right, because you're you're Unc is wrong as two right feet. It's not Greek. Greeks did not call anyone an atheist. That's that new yeah, age. Meru, Meru, the point is not if it's Greek or not. It's the concept. No, it's two Greek words. words. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. You just, and you said it's two Greek words. So if the two yes, Greek words yes. are the word, doesn't it come from the Greek? No, no. Okay. All right. All right. Hold on a second. Alan, you were saying something, Alan. What were you saying about the Hausa tribe and all that stuff? Break that down and then Anchor Spawn and then we get some other people in here. Go ahead. Yeah. Now I was talking about the Hazda as they have the creator. No, I actually um, read, yo. I actually rewind and read that, bro. Um, it says that when they first looked over it, they thought that they did not have no religion. 
as the people stayed amongst them. I didn't say that has been okay. around. I got as, the people, as the people studying mm -hmm. stayed amongst them and they continued to talk to them and learn their language, they found out that they had a they had a religion, they had a culture, they had a supreme creator. Mm -hmm. And this is in the bit they didn't know. They first wrote they don't have no religion. Because gotcha. they wasn't doing they wasn't doing they didn't have temples, they wasn't doing rites, they wasn't doing none of that. Mm -hmm. They was doing their hunting gathering and doing their, all that other stuff they was doing. I just find it interesting that you guys left that out. But you point out the heavy beast, though. No, I didn't say, out. hold on. I never find what I ever said that the Hauser didn't have no religion. I never said that. No, I, I, simply, said, I simply said they was talking about an archaic type of uh, being on the planet. That's, That's cool. all I was a saying. Giant, I, I could, we could consider a giant one, too. Okay. Because one of them, they said, I don't Did you read I all of them? It's three, it's three stages to that. Did you read all three stages of what they was talking about? Yeah. Right. Now hold on. Go ahead. You, you, you read yours and I'm gonna read mine. And I'm gonna show you. No, read yours. Get three hold stages. on, hold up. Let me get the page. I gotta get the page. Hold on. How's one going? knew how to make fire, one didn't. One was more savage than the other one. Yeah. Okay, hold on. What kind is of that? No, what is that? What, what is that? What is that? I'm not gonna say he called it archaic human being well, to support your evolutionary theory. You keep oh, trying to superimpose that word. stuff on African culture. That's don't what the problem is. It's pride. You, you used archaic. Nowhere in their text, I bet you, did they say that was an archaic human being that was similar to a monkey. I never said that, bro. You saying that? I never said. No, that. you can't. You brought up the story. We I had to research. Said that. It. I not, no, you didn't research. And we start finding. Oh, yes, we did, and we no, found a contradiction. No, you didn't. You plot. No. Yes, you we did. It. No, we did. That's what Dagger Squad does. That I never did, bro. Well, you I don't know about you. I, we just heard it through the grapevine. Uh, coming from you, bro. What I'm telling you is, we heard it through the grapevine, bro. These people are talking about epics that predate them by thousands right. and thousands of years. Well, they weren't talking about evolution. Said, they weren't talking about homo they sapiens talk, or any oh, of that. You don't know what they was talking about. Well, okay, you hold do. On a second. Hold on a second. Meru, you yeah. yours. Yeah. Don't say what you got to say, bro. Because we huh? can't hear what I got to say, bro. You keep interrupting. Say what right. you got to say right now, man. I love you. Stop blocking. That's what I got to say, Garfield. We grown, man. We can handle this without you interjecting, trying to put the pit bull back on the chain. I'm going to do my thing. Do I hate on you when you do yours with your invitation all late today? Cut your stuff. Right, on, Cut your stuff. Go ahead, Alan. Yo, uh, yo, uh, let me I hear a lot of questions you, uh, getting buck dance around. Hold on. Hold on, Alan. Mute your mic. Ang, mute your mic. Meru, the floor is yours, bro. Whatever you got to say, say it out right now. Man, that nigga didn't want to get him off my ass. Man, let that nigga go, man. That's why I'm crazy ass. Let that nigga go. Oh, you don't want to let the pit bull off the chain. You don't want to let the pit bull off the chain. The pit bull keep it real. All right, the pit bull keeps it real, number one. Until your channel gets shut down, you don't come over hanging out on Dagger Squad. What's up with that? Because I, I, I noticed that you've seen a lot of Dagger Squad. So now I'm talking right now, nigga. Shut up. I'm talking right now, nigga. You, I got the floor. You said let me get my shit off. Shit. Talk now. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even listening to that, man. Listen. Um, Go ahead, Alan. Go ahead, Alan. Because all of that ain't even called for. Real talk. All right. Oh, right. so, um, so, uh, so, uh, uh, page, 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 page 61, page 61 called so. Page 61, Social Organization Beliefs and Practices of the Hazda. The Hazda have a creation myth that explains how people the Hazda came to be here. I paraphrase Manithian, Man Manithian and Porter, 1974, who himself, in paraphrasing Peter Enderlin, a sweetie who tried 
promoting game cropping in Hazardland in the late 1960s and related this story. Humans descended to the earth on the neck of a giraffe. Sometimes they say humans climbed down from a bobo tree. A giant ancestor, Ho-Ho, and his wife, Takiskio, lived in Tuscuni in a cave beneath the rocks where Handy God could not follow them. Ho-Ho hunted elephants and dispatched them with one blow of his stick, then struck them in his belt. The way Hazard carried home Hyrax that they have killed, ironically, the rabbit-sized Hyrax are close relatives to elephants. Sometimes Ho-Ho walked hundreds of miles and returned home with six elephants under his belt. One day, Ho-Ho was hunting when a cobra bit him on his little toe and he died. Takasko found him and fed on his leg for five days until she felt strong. Asda are the children of Konazi and his mother, the Hazda also have a story that explains how different tribes come to be. Here I paraphrase a Hazda man named Gugu Bala from his book of stories and songs, Bala, 1998. When God finished making the world, clouds, trees, mountains, sun, moon, and people, he made things for all the peoples of the world. He started with a bow and arrows, then made spears, holes, and even medicine. He laid these things out and let each group choose the things they wanted. He started with a Hazda bee, one has the chose the bow and arrow and said to God, I'm done. I can't pronounce this African term. The Hazda left and the toga came forward and chose a spear. Then an Akaru person chose a hoe and spear. Finally, a Mzungu white person came and chose several other things. God gave him the medicine and he left. Then all these different groups went their separate ways to different parts of the world. Note the stories, the obviously keyword got revised with the mention of the toga, which is the white man, in the area less than 100 years. Mzungu, less than 50 years. Because it mentions rifles and medicine in it. So this is what the, this is what a Hazard man is saying. So that, uh, so you want me to read it, I'll read it to you. You can go ahead. Right. Here's my point. Understand what I'm saying, hear me clear. I ain't gonna say it too many times. I am just as African as those who traversed the Nile Valley. I am just as African as those who was in West Africa. I am just as Africa as those who was in South Africa. And I am just as African as the first Homo sapiens sapien in the Omo Valley in 190,000 years. I am not African because I was born in Africa. I am African because Africa is born to me. And if I decide, me, living organism, at 2017, right, to accept ideas and concepts developed by me and supported by documentation, I can do that. I am not pigeonholed. Listen to me closely. This will make our mistake. I am not pigeonholed to what my ancestors did. I have every right as a living organism going through things that they never went through to develop ideas and concepts that will survive, that will help my goddamn children to survive. They children ain't here no more. They children surviving me through the DNA. But me, as a man with a family, got every right to develop a system, even if it's totally against what they was thinking. I do not have to believe in God because they believed in God. I do not have to believe in this because they believed in that. I do not have to do that. 
I'm a living organism on planet Earth, and I, my family, sits at the center of the universe. Hear me closely. That's so right. Whatever my ancestors did, I ain't got to do it. I can choose if I so want to to study the custom and traditions and pick and choose what I feel like will help benefit me in this new ecology. And so my ancestors had ideas and concepts that was developed in that ecology. They never had a white boy. They never had the transcontinental kidnapping trade. They never had guns and rifles and drugs and cocaine and heroin and ecstasy and crazy ass rap and niggas killing themselves by the drones. They never had niggas committing suicide, high rates of homosexuality. They never had that. And all of that shit is connected to the monolithic religion. So when we talk about the term atheos, it's Greek, Maru, and I'm putting it in your group. We go in the etymology dictionary. We're talking about the word Ethos is a Greek word, A-T-H-E-O-S. Ethos. That is the word. Not atheist, but ethos. Since you want to be that technical type of guy. Ethymology online dictionary. Type in atheist, and the origin of that is atheos. So, let me come to this. The battle of the gods. Get this straight. I'm giving this word. Battle of the Gods, page, page 137, and it states, it says, instilling belief in the gods, because the Greeks had the gods, it says, the Atherian, the Athenians insisted is absolutely essential to the functioning of a just society. The Athenian government insisted that for them to have a just society, the people must believe in the gods, the state-sponsored religion. Therefore, there must be penalties laid down against anyone who insults the gods, either in deed or in words. And that's exactly what the Greek philosophers did, one after the other. They insulted the government by giving them Egyptian answers to natural phenomena. Let me keep it moving. Hold on. Before you go, I, I, I agree. Before I go, I, I agree. I go. I, before really, you to the Theos, you, you had a lot of points. I'm not trying to cut you off. Huh? You just went to something else that I wasn't really, you was answering me. And that was cool. We could get back to the Theos. That's going to yeah, be a Yeah, but that's what you went first. You switching so many things, bro. I'm not switching nothing. I you did. We were talking me. about the 80s. Then you went to the house and you, you trying to throw all your bombs. I'm, I'm not throwing no bombs, brother. You asked me to read something and I read it to you. And you read it. And so then, this day, and then you, and then you so this day on July 30th, 1839, was the Amistad Rebellion. So I just wanted to say that I give my two seconds for anybody who wants to get out of when we were stardust and monkeys that you do know <laughs> that that was going on. Because you Negroes are stuck in... First, we're going to talk about... You can't come on here like that, yo. You can't Yes, I can. Yes, that's I can. Rude, Wait, hold, on, you, hold on, hold that's on. That's rude. You jump, yo. No, no, no. Let that's me rude to come on and change the, the, the conversation. That's right. Yeah. Because you spent two hours... I didn't spend shit. They started that argument, bro. I didn't who started it. I said you spent two hours talking about I didn't spend nothing. I didn't... You were just engaging in the conversation And now I'm responding. You cutting in with the cool and calm shit. That's right. You're right. 
Let me right. get my piece now, in. You could, wait, wait, hold on. You could call it fuck nigga you want. I'm calling something that has value. I didn't say relevant. fuck you, Danny. You were, I'm I saying, dude, you let me finish. Me. Calm you're down. You said, but you said fuck you nigga shit, rude, which is completely incorrect yeah. because you're sitting up here talking about stuff that is more relevant. You are being rude, bro. You're coming in talking. No, it's more relevant to you because that's your position, bro. No, it's not. Nobody talks. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about, Danny. Now, Danny, now, you still no, talk no, about shit that happened. Be quiet. So, so Danny, don't I know what I'm talking about? So Danny, so you Stop. trying to tell me? Yes. What day did you just get? That was me and you. Up. Now what? Yes. Let's talk okay. about Danny. Let's get a little order. Let's get a little order. Let's get a little order. What day did you just give, Danny? Brother, 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 brother. Let Danny have it. Let Danny have it. I cannot. Hey Danny, what day did you just give, bro? And brother Maru, let let Danny have his turn like everybody else did. Let's. I mean, let's let's share this time respect, guys. Cut me off. Okay, now let's go. Uh, I don't have a feeling to cut me off. Wait, hold That's on. called taking hold a turn, on. right? Hold on, my brothers. That's hold called causing dissension. Right, That's hold why I'm in this conversation right now, Danny, because you cut me I, off. You, you're right, bro. Hold on a second, guys. Hold on, hold on real quick. Go ahead. This, 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 okay, this, this in a scarlet fashion. All right, so Brother Danny, uh, you know, speak your, speak your piece, Brother uh, brother Danny. Everybody else mute their mic, and then we'll let you come back in, Brother Unk. Hold on a second. Let me let me take this over. Listen, what I'll do is this. If we can't have a conversation at one at a time like adults, it don't even make sense we even continue the show. Right. Right, that's why it's called bullshit, Danny. No, that's why you're called bullshit because you're Danny, I'm not calling you bullshit. I'm saying what you did was bullshit, Danny. You came in with the story with this style. You cut me off. You talked about something. Actually, excuse me, Maru. Excuse me, Maru. One at a time, everybody. Actually, for the record, Alan was talking, and I was talking to Alan. Alan stopped me, and he said, I did not address a certain point. Danny. Say what you got to say. Go ahead. What? I, I, all right, I'll give a little fun fact since it's fuck shit that's described. If anybody wants to hear about something that was more relevant and has to do with you, like I was saying, July 30th, 1839 is the Amistad Rebellion. Maybe you can look it up. But I know that you're more engaged in going back 7 million years ago to prove some point. So go back to it. I just wanted to interject something in case people may want to have something that is more tangible and relatable to who they are that actually occurred in America that might deal with their ancestors in our struggle as opposed to struggling over where we was walking on long-necked giraffes and walking around on all fours. Now, go back to where you were. Peace. And where I'm from, that's called a cutoff artist move because it's okay for you to mention 1839, which yeah, is over 200 years ago when that's called confusion, Danny. No, it's it's we was in a consistent conversation. Let me finish talking. It's I shut up. I shut up. Hey, Danny. Hey, Danny. You can't bro. yell at me, though. Talk. I'm not yelling at you. First of all, I'm not even supposed to be talking to you, Danny. So don't talk to me. You're supposed to be on mute. 
So I'm asking you to not yell. That's what I'm asking. I'm not yelling. That's how I talk. Right. Just, just, let's, let's well, bring it. Not how you need to talk to me. Bring it out. Get the information out. Then what I'm saying is, bro, you came in throwing a little soft style shots at me and Alan. My right? nigga, you ain't did no that. With you. Danny, let me talk. Danny, 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 can I talk? Danny, can I talk? Danny, can I talk? Danny, go ahead, Alan. Come on, man. Be civil, bro. Mute your mic. You came in throwing shots about what is relevant. Relevancy is in the eyes of the damn beholder. Because a person can come to you and say, wait a minute, nigga. In uh, 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 2017, let's talk about that right now. That's relevant. You know what? All you was in right. 1839, Danny. Shit. Fuck the you in 1830. Look, right. Look, Look, Look at you, Danny. Look at you, Danny. Thank you. Let me make my point clear. For the record, Danny came in interrupted the conversation saying what he felt like was relevant i know it's relevant for danny right in 1839 because that's the subject matter he loves we respect that danny all i'm saying is you picked the wrong time we're in the middle of throwing blows i'm surrounded i'm fighting like ramsey's around this motherfucker and you coming with the calm package well uh in 1839 which is definitely more relevant than we was riding on goddamn uh, long neck dress come on bro you cut in let me finish addressing you, Alan. Well, like I'm mad that I'm back. Man, wait, hold on. Danny, I'm not even mad at you, Danny. I'm back because you want to keep mentioning me. I Danny, I'm Danny. Danny, look what you're doing, Danny. Hold the fuck on. Danny, look what you're doing. No, no, oh, ho, ho, Hey, Danny. Calm down, man. Hey, Danny, I apologize. Right hey, Danny, hold on. I apologize for talking loud, bro. This ain't that situation with us, man. I love the dagger squad. Let's get this wait, straight. Wait, 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 I'm not trying to challenge y'all on none of those I'm saying is we was in the middle of a conversation, though, Danny. That was rude. Let's have That's all I'm saying, bro. Let me let me converse with you instead of us yelling at each other. I'm not First yelling. I'm trying to oh, talk. Dang, and we've not got to get louder because oh, you dang. keep talking. You keep popping up like the oh, mass avenger on your the crab right, man. Aunt, aunt, you keep sounds, popping up out of nowhere, Dan. Yo, aunt, it sounds so. Me, so wait, yo, yes. wait, excuse me, Africar. Now keep quiet. So, so it's, your, it's your floor, Dan. It's your floor. Everybody just mute their mic. Thank you. So for so for the record, y'all can crack jokes and all that stuff, but I didn't just pop up because you've been running your jibs for two hours about the same subject while I'm listening, and I was nowhere on here. I asked for two minutes so people get now whether you think it's important or not. The people and their children in schools are learning about this shit, and it's not my own area because how far do you want to go back to discuss? You want to take me back to where one nigga was walking around the planet to have a conversation about that, and you can't tell me, Mr. Armin Rosquad, who built the damn Sphinx. So why don't we start from there? Who built it? Alan. Like, niggas were walking the earth. Alan. So, so, so we have confusion <laughs> about that point. How are we going to go back further? Alan, you act like we can't chew gum and walk at the same time. We have historians. My name is Danny, not Alan. Danny, Danny, we have historians to study the time periods that you study. That's why I, I always you don't know what I study. Man, you cut me off, nigga. God fucking damn. Let's address that. Let's address the fact that you came in here with the soft style, coming into no, 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 a conversation. You came into the conversation. Da Danny, me and Alan was talking, hold bro. Up, hold up, hold up. How's it a whole lot of No, 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 no. Hours. I just wanted to say one thing. Yo, he do that every week when me and Garfield is talking, and we could be talking about a total different subject. You could just jump in and just say fun fact. So you no, didn't know that, but you didn't But know this that. ain't fun to me right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody meet their mic. Everybody meet their mic. Move your mic on. Everybody meet their mic. This is what I'm going to do, man. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to do this, family. I'm going to do this. You know what? I love black people, man. 
but we can't if we can't if we can't have a civilized conversation between us it's a damn shame man it sure is the sure same community the same community that we talk about is looking at us like look at all the haters everybody now look at them da, 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 da. listen this is what i'm gonna do we've been on for three hours right and i had and we're had, having a good conversation i know danny i know that i know that we all know what you do i love what you do I love what Ank does. I love what Alan does. I love what Meru does. I love what Sean does. I love what African Emporium does. I love what everybody does. But the thing is, Ank, when he comes in and do that, that's what he does every week to fuck with us. Let me just say that straight up. That's what he does. Cause he, you know what I'm saying? But let's do it this way. Let's start fresh off. Let's start fresh. What I'm gonna do is because Danny ain't gonna stay on anyway. He just wanna do his little thing and he's out. Are right, you? No, actually, actually, no? actually. So, so we got for Gorman. Go go yeah, yeah. Okay, my bad. My because for the record, hey, Garfield, you didn't get my point, though. Me. Excuse me. Why ain't give a fun fact in the middle of me trying to explain my shit, though? Excuse me, I'm talking. No, I'm doing like you did me, Danny. Well, I talk. I can talk. I can this is a fun talking, fact. Bro. Right. This is so fun this, fact. Right. So Don't use fun facts in the middle of me talking. Fun facts that out of that. This is your fucking history, nigga. Fun fact my ass, nigga. More people need to, no, 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 hold on. Because all of y'all treating like it's some fucking fun fact and you niggas are stuck in seven million years ago and don't know a goddamn thing about yourself. Learning that stupid shit ain't gonna find out who the fuck you are right now. Now it now, comes out. That, nigga. Now it comes out. That's right. And now now it comes out. Do what you are. Now, now, on that. now you mad, Danny? I ain't mad. No, no I ain't mad. I'm not mad at all. all right, then. So you, you that, man. like it's your world. Everybody's supposed to be running around here learning about some shit from seven million years ago. Danny, I, I, I barely be Danny, Danny, bro. I barely be on this show, bro. I didn't say you, you gotta be on this show, nigga. I watch so, you on any show. What I'm trying to say is, nigga. What, nigga? Watch this. Let me show you something. Let me show you a smart ass something. This is smart, something, nigga. Cause you ain't sometimes niggas get so smart to get dumb. What's this right here? What that's called, yo? I don't know. I'm not looking. It's a fucking book. Congratulations. I got a It's a general hit. Hold on, bro. It's a general history of Africa, right? Congratulations, huh? Hold on. This I is from 18. This is from 1880 to 1935, right? right? Yep. What's this? This is methodology in African prehistory, right? What's your point? Obviously, What's right, point? Europeans can study our history in the chronological order, and you would never have a nigga that wrote this book because right. this nigga wrote that book. Or this nigga that wrote this book because that nigga wrote that book. So I'm so saying what? all is relevant, Danny. Yeah, I'm so, trying so to be you fact, Danny, you let me finish talking. Fact, Danny, let me finish. Danny, y'all niggas call it the fun fact. I never so heard you talk. say it, nigga. So what do you mean? I'm just trying to interject like it's some fucking comedy hour or some shit, and I'm just gonna drop something big and relevant. I don't give a damn what you talking about. You fucking Jesus tripping, and you, all you niggas out the church with you constantly talking about Jesus, and then you going back to fucking whenever time like that shit makes sense. Get the fuck out of here, man. Your asses come from West Africa. Talk about that. So I'm glad I see it on your heart. Fuck you, Danny. For the fuck motherfucker. You, you bitch ass nigga. Fuck now I'm a bitch ass nigga, nigga. I'll be in New York this week, well, nigga. nigga. I'll be that nigga. What? I'm going to be that. All right. So, uh, Garfield, Garfield, uh, Garfield, 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 Gar